0: On, let's do it. (laughs) 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 This fucking is, I swear, separate the sun like a motherfucker.
1: Well, welcome to another great episode of the Whack 'Em and Pack 'Em podcast, baby! Oh! Yeah, this is your host
0: Chatterpillar and my co-host, Adore Miley. What's happening? Oh, you! Yeah. I call AKA Black Mamba over here. Woo! I tell you what, I still every time listening to the podcast and and being a part of the podcast, dude. Every time that music, the entry music comes on, I just cry my ass off. (laughs) Because why? Because I swear to God, that is such a freaking Sanford and Son freaking music going on right there. (laughs) And I tell you what, I know we ain't
1: Sanford and Son, but we are. Ebony and Ivory. Ivory. Wait, we, we should get a little song about Ebony and I. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll be like the Paul McCartney. I'll be Paul McCarty You <laughs> Stevie Wonder. You know what I mean? We'll sing a song together. That's a, hey, that's what we gotta do. We gotta do a little intro together and
0: sing a little song. Dude, you know what? I'm telling you, Ray, you, know you kind of pissed me off the other day. Freaking with with Bob Texas the other day and said he was listening to the podcast. <laughs> For all you guys who don't know, this is Bob. Bob is one of the rednecks that we love. That we met when we went hunting in uh, New Mexico. Remember, Chad was talking about our issue where we were there, and and we were like the the b- black sheep of the <laughs> of the uh, of the hunting grounds and everything else. Where there's these two rednecks, Bob and Scott, and me and Chad. Chad was the Chad was a guy all tatted up, and me being the darkie. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody wanted to talk to us because we were the black shit. But anyway, and what when, when, when I when I when I bring this up, I'm talking about the fact that uh, Bob sent us a text the other day and said how he was listening to our podcast and how he said the Black Rock, the Black Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I, and I just laughed. I'm just telling you, Chad is a fool. But I love them, And that's a crazy boy. The bottom line is always that it's just something about just being together and just laughing all the time, brother. That's how it should be, right? Good life.
1: So everybody out there, today, (laughs) we got a special, special, and did I say special, treat today? Yeah. Woo! This guy right here, he, to me is like the guru of so, well, he's NorCal, I'm so Cal, but he's the guru of bear hunting. He's a guy that I looked up to, Dwight. He's a guy that I've been following around. I like this guy. Before I even met this guy, I was like, oh, shit, this guy's legit. Right? And he's really? a super-duper badass bear hunter. Oh, wow. And that's how I follow this guy. I, I didn't know any much, not a deer hunter. Oh, you know, okay. he does hunt some deer. He has some pictures of deer. Uh, he does hunt deer. Don't get me wrong. Right. But his expertise on bear hunting is off this map. No shit. Yeah. This guy. I thought you were that mother. Oh, no. I, I almost to, said
0: the N word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up to this I did, guy. I thought you was that. But, oh, we're, but you yeah. are that. But I'm never say it. Then we have to keep it going. <laughs>
1: so before really? I get into that, really? let me uh, talk about our sponsors. First of all, if you guys are looking... To get a saddle, check out Wild Edge Inc. Drew out there from Wild Edge Inc., he got it going on. He has the platform, the berserker. Uh, he has the in-house steps. It's all veteran, in-house, family-owned. Nice. It's not like, oh, you're going to get on a website, uh, look at uh, somebody right. else and somebody else. No, this guy's the one you talk to. You give a call on that number. You talk to him. Uh, he's the guy. Nice. nice. So and. Deer season's right around the corner. Right. Bear season's here, okay? Oh, yeah, right. It's it's upon us already. Right, right. Deer season, except for the A-zone guys up north, for us local guys, all the D guys, all the general guys, dude, it's right around the corner. Check out wildings.com, Wild Edge, and you'll get yourself a saddle. Also, right. check out Mountain Hunt. Oh, oh shoot! I just almost oh, messed up. Oh, <laughs> mountain ball, blah, 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 get it out of your mouth, Wilson. Whoop, 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 mountain whoop, whoop, mountain whoop. Bound Hunt Co. Check these guys <laughs> out. They got kennels. They got uh, shed rack hangers. They got stuff to hold your skulls, dude. Uh, these guys are coming off with bird seasons right around the corner. Yeah, it is right hey, there. And I know a lot of guys have dogs, Dwight. Yeah. And dude. These things are legit they're sturdy nice. they do got mattresses i mean they got coolers they got lights leds usb <laughs> ports the charger, chargers the, uh, the charger uh, the little things they put around their neck little right. baby little yeah, those right, things those they, those they those got, the got all that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the absolutely trackers. they yeah. got all that so nice. check them out nice. also nice. guys these guys got a booth in vegas it's Ooh. the cowboy <laughs> christmas boy baby it's the r m e f it's the Hunter Outdoor Christmas Expo in Christmas, dude. It's uh, these. Let me see the date. Oh, it's December seventh to the sixteenth, dude. They got a booth. We're gonna be there podcasting with these guys. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, you did tell me about yeah. that, brother. You did tell me we're the other going day. to Vegas. Yes. Woo! I it hey, I Las think Vegas, Las Vegas. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! And you know what they say? When I hey, so all you guys going out to Vegas? Stop in at the Las Vegas Convention. Go check out the booth. I don't actually have the booth number, but I'll get it and I'll tell you. But I guarantee you, come by and say hello and, and check it out. You guys could go out to Vegas, buy a dog house, okay, a kennel, okay. <laughs> I love it. it was yes. a dog house, pretty much. Well, we all need one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and my mom and dad, my dad built a built a little thing behind the garage in Fontana, and what does he call it? The doghouse.
1: Dog <laughs> <laughs> hey, or you can call it the she shed, whatever you want. I don't care. But go out, check them out, and if you guys buy one, you know what they say: what happens in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, go check out my guys: SoCal Hunt Fish, JT Trevor, Mountain Bound Hunt Co. They are they're changing the game, guys. So make sure you check out my boys, dude, and. uh, feed your dogs with a little love. So, you, you love know them. what? Yeah.
0: they're working hard for you, make them feel a little better. You know it when darn well. Na- when they go ninety nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, all right, we're done with the biz. Let's get into some fun right now. You know what I mean? Every day's fun day, Dude. baby. Every day's fun day. I got my man, my bear-killing, harvesting man from up north. <laughs> We got Seth Black Bear Pursuit on the line. Yeah, what's up, Seth?
2: Black what's bear going t- on, man? Black Woo! Bear Killing Fool. Yeah. How you doing, <laughs> Seth? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm alive. Nice, nice. Thank hey, you. hey. Does, uh, does, does Mark and those guys, they make a kennel big enough I want to bring a bear home alive? Uh, I'm sure they can make one. Uh, uh, one thing for sure, <laughs> you tell
0: them what you That's want. The next- that's hey, the hey, next goal. Hey, you tell them what you want; they'll make it happen. <laughs> oh,
1: what well, you gonna go right? out and try to lasso one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna tranquilize one <laughs>
1: and
0: bring it home. <laughs> hey. Be, hey, don't don't be, there. May be some people are listening that don't shouldn't be listening. So watch what you say, bro. <laughs> watch what you say. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, hey, now trust me. I'm down with you like Chad is, but you know, the, you you have some
1: haters. Yeah. Oh, hey, if you ain't got haters, you're doing something wrong. You done right about that. Hey, that, hey, they're like the fuel the, 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 uh, the coal that fuels the fire for me, baby. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. I had a guy, I had a guy the a week or two before the season opened. I post something about, um, putting my tree stand or a tree stand up and he was, he's messaging me. Are you cutting limbs and this and that? I'm like, yeah, I trim them up a little bit. You know, I'm not cutting trees down, but I'll, I'll trim, you know, I'm not cutting shooting lanes and, and getting crazy, but I'll trim a little bit. And he's like, oh, it's because of guys like you that we're going to lose hunting. And I was like, I've talked to the game warden. When I'm on National Forest, I can cut a little bit. It's not that big of a mm-hmm. deal.
1: And, and, the guy and he was like, big I was like, you know it.
2: what? Yeah, and I'm like, you're blocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I tell you, you know what? Like I said, freaking haters, you know, we, we as hunters, fishermen, all the above that's out there in, in, in the environment is that we we abide by the law. We're, it's like the same thing when it comes down to gun laws and everything else. They restrict those who are law-abiding citizens. Same thing when it comes down to hunting and fishing. Trust me. I know. You may do a little bit here and there, but the fact is that you are not going to break the law because you want to continue to have that access, to continue to hunt, continue to fish, continue to be out in the outdoors. You know, it's one of those, that guy whoever's messing with you. He's just like you said. They're all a bunch of haters trying to do something to get you to stop doing because they do not
1: do it. It's probably a guy. Right, that, it's probably a guy that you won't take up to shoot a bear in your spot for all the work you're doing. Right. Now, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Absolutely
2: not. In fact, I think what did he say? What was it? One of the last things he says. He goes, "It wouldn't be that hard for me to drive around the mountains and find your truck." And I'm <laughs> oh, thinking. Wow. And I'm like, okay, and I told him, I go, okay, go ahead, be that guy. And I think he's thinking I drive my black truck with my logo on it. Yeah, I don't take that to the mountains for that exact reason. You know, I'd be like posting up a sign of where I'm at.
1: Oh, and, but I, and you I, know what?
2: It, it's not. I'm. I mean, someone probably could find, or someone probably does know some of the areas I go. But I don't really care because I'm gonna outwork them. Right. So go ahead, hunt my area, but I'll bet that. I'll bet I kill one before you and a bigger yeah. one. <gasps> hey, so everybody.
0: So- R- 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 I'm sorry, Chad. Sorry for interrupting you. You know, just adding on to what you are talking about, Chad could definitely tell you about, you know, because we're, we're in California. And what happens in California? Most of the people here in California do not agree with hunting. It was amazing when Chad and I went to New Mexico and we came back and our antlers of the elf that we shot. Was sticking out of the back of a truck and we were at the stoplight. And we literally we both said, Hey, dude, you know what? What do you think? you going, people are gonna be throwing rocks at us and everything else, right, Chad? Remember that oh, stuff? Yeah. yeah. They're gonna be throwing rocks at us, right? We we're at a stoplight, and this lady looked over and honked her horn rolled down her window and goes, Is that an elk? I go, yeah. She goes, Where'd you guys shoot We told her. She goes, Oh my God, that's a freaking amazing. Remember that lady, oh, right? Yeah. And she goes, I love elk. Meet. And we're in Chad and I both tell you the truth. I think he looked at my package and I looked at his, and we
2: had a little chub going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I actually, you know what? I actually oh, think brother. that. um I mean, I do. I think we're outnumbered. I mean, if if things went to a ballot, I think that we would lose on a lot of things. Yes, but I agree. I don't think. I don't think that the majority of Californians could care less. It's just certain. Certain areas of California care more than others. Yeah. But I don't think that I think I think we just overthink it a little bit. It's the amount of people that want to fight us on it versus hunters. And then you have a lot of people who don't really have an opinion. And so I don't really think California is as bad as 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 we give it ourselves and especially the out of staters. Um I wish that people would come here and experience it, and I've I've pushed that a lot on on just social media about, dude, come hunt from out of state, and not necessarily deer, but uh, mostly bear because it's over-the-counter, most of the state you can hunt them. Dude, they're plentiful. Um, I'm not saying it's it's just buy a tag and come kill one and it's that easy, but it's it's different. It's a different experience. And so like those, those are the reasons I've gone to Idaho and, and Montana the last few years is I want to experience different terrain, different types of hunts. Right. It's like when I go to Idaho and bait, it's completely different, completely right. different game. Right. And I've learned a lot from my buddy Matt out there and how he does it. And, uh, I remember the first time I went out there, not this last, not this year, but the year before. And, uh, he knew I always wanted to kill a bear out of a tree stand, and just so you could watch them and, right. and do all that stuff. And, and I go out there, and you get he's to enjoy, like—
0: You get to enjoy that environment. You get to watch them come in. You get to pick what you want when it comes down to it. And even if you, even if you don't want to shoot something, you sit there and you just enjoy and the, the, watch them uh, battle back and forth to do their thing even though, you know, they're baiting like we, in Canada. Same thing. It was amazing. And Chad to tell you, you know, we've sat there in a tree stand and just watched them do their thing, and we could have shot them. Right, Chad? Oh, we yeah. Yeah, we could have we busted them wide open. But, you know, when you were talking about the fact that you go to Idaho, and we go to different states and everything else, my thing is this, is that California makes it difficult, and those who are, who are fighting against hunting are those that have a lot of money. It's the same thing when it comes to Democrats and Republican, right? And you hear it, and like I said, we're not talking about politics, but I'm just relating it to what you're talking about. And the fact that the Democrats and and, and those who support Democrats have a great deal of more money to fulfill their agenda where people like us are hardworking, blue-collar people, and the fact is we don't have a lot of money, but we enjoy what it is that we do. You know, it, well,
2: I'd have more money if I wasn't hunting. <laughs> 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 that ain't no shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: hey, so before we get on, no, I mean, that? I
2: get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's but to come here and buy a bear tag and hunt with your oh, bow, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's simple. It's it's not like you know. And I'm I'm more than willing to help most anybody out. Uh, you know, dude. I tell you what, that bro. Wants to come.
0: Yeah, dude. I tell you what. You know. I just came back on a fishing trip with uh, in the depth. into the depth, uh, sport fishing, fishing sport fishing brother, and I tell you what, there was a dude from Puerto Rico. I can't remember his name. I'm I'm not a good name guy at all. Okay, so so we clear that up real quick. But this dude was the first time on a boat from Puerto Rico. Didn't fish. Didn't he didn't fish in Puerto Rico, but he came on this boat trip for with a friend of mine who's leaving the state for a new job. And and the thing is, is that he was like, "I love hunting." He's got his girlfriend. His girlfriend's from Yuma, and he was. We're talking about the fact him going. He was talking about on the first. I am going to uh, Yuma, and we're gonna go dove hunt. And the fact he was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "I can't wait to do it." And the thing is, like I said, like this whole podcast thing, I catch wants to do is get new people out there to hunt, to fish, to get out in the outdoors, sit in the woods, do whatever it is, camp, whatever it is you're going to do. And, and, and literally, dude, I'm telling you, we that's what that's what Chad wants to do. That's what we want to do. And the same thing, like when we came back home, when that elk antlers were sitting in the back of the truck, and this lady, we were, we were, literally, like I said, we were freaked out because we thought, oh, my God, coming to California, and you have antlers, everybody's going to be all in you, throwing rocks, throwing freaking eggs, At the car and everything else, but but this lady was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!
2: That's awesome!"
1: Right, Jeff? Yeah. Hey, so well, well, I will say
2: this: if you. If you'd have had a bear on your head, you'd have been getting rocks
1: thrown at you. <laughs> well, you, you, you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, so, Seth, so so tell all the listeners out there who you are, where they can find you, what social medias they can find you, if you even if you want them to find you, and uh, we'll go from there, and we'll brush out some questions for you. I got a few questions I would like to ask you. Like I'm sure a lot of listeners want to ask, and uh, I'm gonna do it for them. Hey, brother, let me ask you one
0: question real quick. I know you Chad told you to open it up to you, but tell me, how did you? Meet up with the Chatterbillow. Oh, uh,
2: Chad. <laughs> you, good, good. You To be know. honest, I, I, I mean, I found Chad. I think we found each other's accounts during the first, a couple of years ago when the Humane Society was probably uh, trying to ban. And it seemed like a lot of the bear hunter accounts oh, okay. in California kind of came together and then, of course, you know his woohoo, wag him and pack him, baby. You know those videos have to rolling. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, crazy the killer, crazy. man. Hey, crazy!
0: I damn near live with the guy. to hear that crap all the time. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a daily. That's for, that's daily, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but on. I think that's. How,
2: I think that's how we kind of. We kind of. Uh, found out who each other were, okay, cool. and then uh, and then we met on a a, a pigorama pig hunt um, oh, nice. last
1: year.
0: Nice.
2: That, no, that was this
1: year, right? Yep, it was this that year, was in this February. Year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheesh, that nice. seems like so long. Ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, huh? We got to, that <laughs> means we got to do something again soon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, my name's Seth Watts. I am a resident of wonderful California, and I live in. I won't give you my town, but I think a lot of people know anyways. I'm up north. Uh, I'm a bear hunter. That's that's my passion. That's what I enjoy most. Uh, even when I'm deer hunting, I find myself looking for bears instead, but uh, that's me. I mean, my you know, social media, Black Bear Pursuit, on um, Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on the Facebook too much. Facebook seems to have a lot more trolls than than Instagram, so uh, those are the only two. I am on TikTok, but I don't even think I've even logged into that account in months. So, uh, oh, I'm that's scared. pretty much my pretty much my accounts there.
0: I no, will tell you what, you know what, I, uh, Chad and I've been hunting, right? And I to this day, the only time I've ever hunted bears is when we up went up to Canada, right? But literally, you are no different than Chad. <laughs> We we're chasing elk <laughs> in New Mexico, and Chad would stop. He go, oh, "Look at that!" And he and I'm like, "What's that?" He goes, "That's bear scat. Bear scat. For those who don't know, who bear scat is bear shit, right?" <laughs> and Chad is like, "Oh my god, that's a big bear." I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? It cats fucking dead bear making love through this fucking shit. Oh, no. It was fresh and everything. Oh, yeah. Dude,
2: oh, yeah. He almost- well, you can't. To be honest, a lot of people might not know that, but you can usually tell if it's a big bear or not just by how big around it is. You know, the bigger around that that turd is, that means that's a bigger, you know, big, you know, bigger, you know what? Right. So, uh, that is a way to judge, and I found some just the other day up in the up on a logging road I was walking out on, and man, I, it, I, it looked like horse, like a <laughs> horse had gone there and just did it. I'm like, jeez.
1: Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Hey, so what?
2: So, I'm sorry. Go so
1: ahead. How old I'll were go. you when you got into hunting, Seth? Oh, I've been hunting. I've been hunting my
2: whole life as a kid. Um, I grew up, you know, going on hunting trips with my dad and my grandpa and my brother. And then, you know, that evolved into with my brother-in-law and my nephew and my niece, who I mostly hunt with now. Um, but for my whole life, but I didn't, I haven't always hunted bears until, uh, 2013 after I had kind of had my first encounter. I mean, I think I had bought bear tags, you know, just, Liking the it idea that I had a bear tag, and if I see one, I'll you know I'll I'll try to get it. And but I never I never tried until um, my first experience with one in 2013, and that was a. Uh, I think I've told you that story before, Chad. I was just I was hiking at an elevation that I would have never thought had bears, and I came across a sow um, in a tree with two cubs, and if I would have had a if I would have had a tag, I would have shot her because I didn't see the cubs. And so she came down the tree and as soon as she left, she went down the drainage and up the other side. And then within a few minutes, I'd seen the two cubs in the tree, you know, just a couple little butter balls. And I'm like, man, I, I would have totally just, you know, dumped her out of that tree. If, if I'd have had a tag. And so, more than anything, my mind is like, man, they're sure low in elevation. Why are they here? And so that kind of was the beginning of my journey with just learning about them and why they why they were down that low, which was acorns. Um, and it just kind of spiraled from there into a a, a really bad obsession, uh, according to my wife. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it just. I'm still learning about bears. I, I don't know everything about them. And I learn new stuff every year through the the time I start to scout, you know, from till I tag out. And and even when I tag out, like, my season's not over. Um, I'm going to help my nephew. Um, not that he needs my help, but, like, like right now, he's actually up in, a, in one of my spots. He's actually in my favorite spot. Um, but since I tagged out, I just told him there's one bear in there he's not allowed to kill. That one's for me, and that would be the godfather. <laughs> um, and he's up there right now. So, actually, if he calls or texts me, I'm going to have to get off the phone because that means he's got one down.
1: Nice. But,
2: uh, no, I mean, it's just not the day after I shot mine and tagged out, I was right back on the mountain with him. Um, it was a crappy day, but um, there I just a- like being up there. Hey,
0: okay, brother. There is no crappy day when you're going hunting. Right, Cat? Uh, there's some there, crappy there. days on the mountain. I'm uh, not uh, going to lie. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, but it's better than working, isn't it? Oh, 100%. There um, going. Yeah, you go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, any day that you're not working is a good day. But, no, I just so how I learned old were you so much you- from these. Uh, so how what's old, that?
1: So how old were you when you got your first big game animal? Was it a deer then?
2: It was a deer, and it was a uh, was out in Utah. Um, I was eighteen, oh. and so I remember actually going on that hunting trip. It was I was getting right out of high school with my buddy, and his, he's like, "Hey, do you want to go hunt with my with my dad and I?" Uh, and for some reason, I think that that tag was an over the counter tag at that time. It's not anymore, but. Um, And I'd always wanted to get my first deer with my dad or my grandpa. And my dad's like, no, you got to go. I'll I'll help you pay for it. And I went and I shot one the last morning. Um, It actually jumped over a fence out of private property on the public on the drive back to camp. And I shot it, right? I shot it. And it was like, to this date, it's the smallest deer I've ever, I mean, it was like barely legal. But I was excited to, you know get some meat and bring it home and and felt like I was the hero, you know, I'm coming home with a punch tag and, and, uh, I didn't, I don't think I hunted very much after that, uh, just because I was a young and dumb kid and, you know, doing things I shouldn't have been doing, you know, after, you know, high school and, you know, whatever. But I think I started my mid twenties. I kind of got back into it when, uh, my nephew was getting to the age to go um, with my brother-in-law, and so it kind of became a family thing again. And and I, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I I missed a lot of animals shooting at deer. I mean, big time, just just screwing the pooch. I, I mean, I still screw the pooch. I missed one. I missed a pig on that pig hunt with Chad at hundred yards. Mm-hmm. I think I shot right over it. I've missed two bears – well, I missed one bear uh, twice in Idaho this year, five days apart, once with a bow, once with a rifle. And so, I mean, it still happens to me. I mean, I still get excited. Do you hunt primarily
1: with a bow or a rifle?
2: Well, I've been – I didn't start hunting with a bow until 2020. Oh, Dude, nice. you want me to tell all these stories? It makes me look bad. No, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, hey, and to be honest, I, I don't I don't care, no. And My you, first you know year about...
1: And you know the reason why I asked that, Seth, is because... A lot of people out there probably think you're Superman. And these are these are the stories and facts oh, that tell everybody like, "Oh, no, this is trial and error." It's like you're not going out there and getting a bear every time you go out there. It's you're showing and telling everybody that, "Dude, you've been putting in work to get this to this yes, point." Yes. Because you didn't oh, no, you, I, I, you did just start getting bears overnight, you know what I mean? No, it dude, it took
2: me a long time. Um Basically, build just my confidence, and I still question myself all the time. But um, Seth, let me so, ask you. Let, let me because you, you know what we have. Well, you know, let, let me let me just finish that. My ahead, go ahead, right, 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 I started I started bow hunting in twenty twenty, and I bought it. It was it was really. Uh, I'd been running cameras and stuff like that, and that that year there was a spot that just really popped off. Like, I need three, four bears a day across this trail, and I'm like, dude, this is perfect for bow. This, This location is a perfect bow spot. I bought a bow two months before the season opener. I practiced, practiced, practiced. I'm like, I feel good. I could probably maybe get one at 20, 30 yards. I put a tree stand up. I continued to run the cameras. I go in there opening morning. I get in my tree stand, and I think to myself, I've never sat in this tree stand with my bow. I stand up. I'm like, I should make sure I have room to shoot. I grab my bow. I didn't knock an arrow. What happens? I dry fired it, blew my bow up, blew my bow up, had to get down because I'm like, well, I can't fix that. I get down and go home. I get home. My wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just totally destroyed my bow. And, of course, all the bow places are closed because they're honey. Right. I called places in Sacramento, Redding, everywhere. Nobody could get it fixed because it probably needed cams. I mean, brand-new bow, brand-new Matthews. Uh, so season over, right? And so I was pretty down, um, and I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check that camera next week, and there will, been, there will have been a bear come while I would have been there. And sure enough, 3 p.m., here comes a nice chocolate. And I'm like, son, of a gun, you know. And you know what? I learned a lot from that. Hey, I, I don't know why or I don't remember if anybody told me, hey, you should always knock an arrow. I don't remember how I dry-fired it, so I must have hit the trigger. Um, but total learning experience, an expensive one. Mm-hmm. But uh I totally redeemed myself for rifle season that year with – uh killing the biggest bear I've to this date have killed. So if I wouldn't have had that experience with the bow, I wouldn't have killed that big bear.
1: Was that the first bear you got too?
2: No, that was my third bear. So I had gotten one in 2018. Uh, I got one in Montana uh, 2020 and then one here, here in California in 2020.
1: Nice, And, And those are all rifled?
2: Those were all, up until that point, yeah, it was all rifle. And then 2021 was my first bow kill. And so, so, I mean, I stayed with it. I'm like, I was determined. I'm like, but the 2021 season, uh, I hunted a completely different spot. Uh, I was on the ground. I, nothing against tree sand hunters. I can't stand tree sands. You need to
1: try a And side. this
2: year, uh, dude, I just, I, 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 and maybe maybe i do uh maybe will have to ship yours up and let me try it yeah but i just can't like this year oh my gosh and i was in reaching my nephew and a couple other people and i'm like this sucks i'm sore my butt hurts my back hurts you know and you're stuck you can't you know, yeah, you can stand up and move around a little bit. And, you know, my nephew was like, are you even, he's messaging me, are you Are you even in your stand at all? And I'm like, dude, I ain't going nowhere. I might be complaining, but I'm going to stick it out. <laughs> and and uh, and I did, and it was worth it. So um, I don't want to be the last time I hunt a tree stand. I just, for some reason, I don't know. I just, I like being on that, that level do you with make, that bear. So,
1: so right now, do you make, like, so I know you do a lot of research and we'll get into that what you do and all that and uh, your preparation but do you make do you make your own ground blinds in out of like the foliage around?
2: I don't use I don't use anything.
1: Oh you so I just
2: I just post up next to a rock or a tree in in an area that I know the wind is going to work for me. I'm not I don't have any type of ground blind whatsoever. No homemade, no no store bought. Hmm. Just like a freaking Indian
1: so in 2020 you shoot your first bear with a bow correct 21 oh 21 so from 20 to 21 is that when you started really getting into like setting up cameras and stuff
2: uh 2019 is when i bought like my first couple cameras maybe maybe it was 2018 Shoot, I can't remember. Okay. It was it had been a couple of years. I was just experimenting. I didn't know where I was putting them. I was just putting them up in the woods. You know, I didn't, you know, it was just like, well, this looks like a good spot. And eventually I came across my first stomp trail.
1: And for the listeners, out there, thought, tell them what a stomp trail is. So a stomp
2: trail is is basically a bear trail that they walk down a lot. Most mostly during the rut season so you're you know uh end of march april may june you know they'll start you know get going july big time and then it'll start to taper off but it's a trail that they will walk down or walk up and they will step in the exact same spot every time they walk it Mm -hmm. and they'll and they'll actually i have video footage of them they will actually push push down like they are literally stomping. And that's kind of how I came up with the name is I'm like, look at that bear stomp down that trail and they will stomp down it so much. And it's not just one bear. It'll be multiple bears on that trail, but that each one of them will still step in that same spot, wearing the ground to where when I first saw one, I'm like, man, it looks like somebody has been in here walking in mud and they left their footprint.
0: So my question to you is this: so basically you see their bare tracks, right? Yes. Yes, okay, here we go. Because my thing is that some people don't know. But they, to,
2: can't, but they can to, to just to anybody like myself when I first saw one, it looks like human tracks. Oh, really? To where it's like, I mean, you're not going to see like their toes and stuff in right? it. okay. It's just going to be like the dirt is disturbed where it looks like someone's been walking in it. Over and over and over and over. Now, and so my, 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 I eventually figured out what I eventually figured out what it was when I found a tree that was just covered in hair, and I'm like, "Dude, this is a bear."
0: So my 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 question? No, 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 I'm not, not 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 questioning you, but for our listeners and everything else, is that when you see these this bear trail, and someone goes, "Well, what's the difference when you I see a." Deer trail, or any other animal tra- trail. <clears> trail. <throat> what is the difference between that trail and the bear trail? So one one. So one person who's just a hiker, just going out there and enjoying life, says, "Oh my God, I've learned this from you. This is what you're going to see when you see." Well, the trail.
2: a bear trail is a lot wider. Okay, because I didn't know just, the ground. The ground is just like. I mean, that's kind of a hard question to... It's a good question, but it's kind of hard to describe. So, okay. like... I got you.
0: I got you, um, we,
2: we got It's you. just... Uh, a deer trail looks like somebody's uh, just riding a bike up and down it, right? It's just really worn. It's just right. dusty. It's whatever. Those stomp trails, when you look at them and you see those prints that are just worn into the ground, okay. you'll know. You'll be like... And, and then just a normal bear trail. They're just whiter. Like, okay. if they're going through some, like, some brush or whatever, you'll know. I mean... uh. And I've run, I've run cameras in a spot where there's like a bear trail, and then on the other side of like the smaller drainage will be a deer trail, and they don't intermix. I don't. Okay. I, I rarely have wow. a deer they on my bear trip. Rarely, brother.
0: I tell you what. I mean, Chad's been a, a, a big game hunter, bear hunter, much longer just as yourself than I. All I, when I asked you that question, it was about. I'm a guy who just, I'll go hiking or whatever else. And I will always say, oh, that's a game show, That's a game show, It's a game show. But the fact is, is that you, you're, we, at the same time, you're teaching us or me, because Chad knows, because I don't know, but you're teaching other people about something they can see while they're hiking and everything else. And that's why I asked you that question. Wasn't, wasn't that oh, no, it? Oh, yeah. no. I mean, you that's know a great question. I get,
2: I get people. I'll get people send me messages through Instagram and be like, is this a fair wow. trail? This is a stomp trail. And too. I'll either tell them like, yeah, it looks like one or it's not. You know, I mean, I've talked about it a lot. And, and. Cause, and some, cause some people. This some, is cause, just, this is just where, where I'm at and where I hunt, what I see. It no. could be completely different. Now I have seen stomp trails when I'm hunting with Matt. We've seen him around his like some of his bait sites to where that means they're in that area during the rut.
0: Yeah, cause my thing yeah. is that my thing is that you know you have those you have people that are hiking, and the fact is is that some people may be nervous to go in certain areas because they're afraid, but at the same time, because you know they're thinking, oh, I might get attacked by a cougar or something other other thing. But the thing is that I'm only asking because the fact is that where people go hiking and stuff that they could be aware. Maybe you have to, they, they may have to get some bear spray because like they love the area. To, they, they, they love the area that where they hike, but yet something at the same time, it's teaching them to be safe. Bear
1: spray works. I think it's like fucking. I don't know. Stuff. I don't hey, know. You, bro. Do you, do you have that bear spray in your backpack?
2: I don't carry bear spray.
1: It doesn't work huh? or does it?
2: Uh, your dog Ooh. says no. Woof, woof, woof. Uh, <laughs> it's because I just sprayed him. No. Gee, <laughs> get <laughs> 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 uh, That's why. Um, that's why. That, I, don't know, that, I'm sure I would tell. I would tell somebody to um, that they should carry it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say don't, but like I've hunted Montana, I didn't have bear spray. I was like, I, I got a gun. You know, Right. I got a couple guns, and I'm with a couple guys now. Is that the smartest move? i probably not, but. Uh, to be honest, we ran into some locals up there. We ran into some. We ran into a couple guides, and one of them I'm still I'm pretty good friends with still. He was busting my chops. He's like, "What are you doing with that bear spray?" I go, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, there's there is possibility of grizzlies around here." He goes, "How many guns are you guys carrying?" And we're like, <laughs> "We got uh, six guns." And he's like you're going to use that bear spray for you use that gun I'm like <laughs> you have a very good point yeah
1: it's like a you know tactic, so yeah, yeah.
2: you ain't a cop I got back to the <laughs> truck I got back to the truck and chucked that thing in the back seat I'm like that guy is 100% right spray that grizzly and
1: he think it's like a can of benadaxa exactly <laughs> right
2: yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know what in here in California I don't uh I don't carry it even when I bow hunt because I do carry uh I carry a pistol which is legal here it's the biggest Thing on the internet that I've posted a picture with a one carrying a sidearm, and if you're not deer hunting, you can carry a sidearm. If you're predator hunting, you can't have your deer tag on you. Oh. If you're, if say you had a tag for that unit or whatever, you can't carry that tag. So if you got stopped and you had a deer tag with you, and somehow he saw your concealed carry, they could give you a ticket. Now I'm bear hunting. I'm not hunting deer and you know and uh i don't hunt deer in any of the zones i really bear hunt in anyway so like if i'm actively pursuing bear i can carry a gun
1: even in archery only like right now it's archery season only right now correct
2: yep and you can carry a sidearm I but you that. cannot have you cannot have a deer tag with you they just they wow. just changed that law uh it went into effect 2021 Dude, and they, so
0: thank you for uh, the education because people, are- yeah. So twenty, so twenty twenty
2: one. I'm glad I had a pistol because I was charged. Or twenty twenty two, and this year things got things things got exciting. I'm glad I was carrying. Uh, I didn't, you know, never had to use it, but. Uh, it sure makes you feel all nice and fuzzy inside when you know you got it, you know? So, <laughs>
1: so let's go back to the, the, so that one time you were saying you're, you're checking out your stomp trail that you call it and you see a tree and the bear has full of hair they are. So they're pretty much rubbing and scratching their back on that tree.
2: Yeah. They're just, they're just, uh, they're just scent marking for um, other males and for females. To let them know that, hey, I'm here. I'm your boy. So it's kind of like a scrape
1: scrape marker or whatever for deer, but for bear,
2: exactly. Mm -hmm. And then they have those trees that they they usually will attack, like a smaller tree, um, and break off the top, and uh, they bite on it. You know, leaving their saliva, and those are bite trees. And so those are um, if you can find if you find a stomp trail you're going to find some sort of rub tree or bite tree in that area. And if you do, you better put a camera there. And I did have a guy, uh, a couple towns from me, message me. And he goes, dude, I was watching your your video about your your bite trees. And so I put a camera on a tree that I saw like that. And, he, and he's sending me these videos, all these bears. He's like, dude, you know what you're talking about. And I'm like, nice. dude, those trees are money. Nice, And so – Um,
1: so they they
2: still, they still use those trees even when they're not in the rut. It's like a communication man. it's, I mean, they're not going to use them as much, but they, if they go by them, they're still going to rub on them a little bit. They're still going to do their thing. Um, but it's like, it's like their way of communicating in the woods with whoever else is around. Now, what's funny is a lot of people, and I don't think a lot of people believe me, but when I run a camera on a tree long enough like let's say multiple seasons, right. that tree eventually becomes a rub tree. Like they know my smell and they like think that either I'm a threat of some sort or whatever, but they're like, no, 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 that you're in my house. I'm and Then they start rubbing that tree and then eventually I got to move the camera because they're rubbing on it too much or whatever. But I'm telling you, every, every, uh, tree that I uh, use I eventually have to abandon it because they start just rubbing on it so much.
1: How long how long
2: before you have to do that? It's usually like a couple seasons. No, like my, my
0: question to you is that what is the difference from a deer rub on the tree compared to a bear biting? Cuz I I I would know. I'm I'm the new guy. That's why I A deer I, I, a deer? No, you my deer. A deer? No, yeah, cuz a deer's going to do his racking on it and everything else and and and, and Rub on a tree, so I
2: have no and, idea because I'm not a deer hunter. No, no, but, but, <laughs> but, honestly,
0: but my thing is, is that how would a person know it's a bear biting tree compared to a deer rubbing his antlers on that tree, marking the same thing? I mean,
2: you, um, probably you, you're, you're because the, man. the tree will the tree will literally be they bite on the top so much or okay. as far up the tree as they can, they'll okay. bite on it, okay. until it kills it. Oh, and then eventually okay. they're going to eventually they are just going to snap the top of it off because it probably okay. dies and they just snap it and they'll continue to bite it and um where i actually decided to camp this year i was i literally uh i camped out of my truck this year and then i hiked into a trailhead and then hiked into my spot but where i camped i'm looking at this tree and i'm like that tree's beat and it was right where i, like, I was setting up my crapper <laughs> you know and i'm like i go around i'm looking at it i'm like it's a freaking bite tree. Okay. And he had there's blood on it from where he's biting it. You know, oh, he probably okay. cut his mouth on a stick. And then, okay. then there was hair on it. And uh, nice. Nah, they're hard to explain, but man, once you see one or two of them, you can't walk through the mountains usually on a full day and not see a couple. Okay. And I'm okay. Uh, trust me, I'm dropping pins on my Onyx. Oh, here's one, here's one. You know, because she can never have too many spots.
1: Okay. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. So when you see on your, your bear stump trails that you find, do you usually find bear poop, scat, on the same trail? No. No, never. I don't. Oh. Oh, wow. Where do you usually see the, the poop? So if say that I, I know what's up, though. So for a new guy like Dwight and some other people out there listening, right. okay, they're going there and they start seeing an area that has a bunch of bear scat. Would you consider that a, an area that that same bear is in there or – uh, just everybody's going so, by that way. So let me
2: take that back. Do I ever see poop on a on a stomp trail? I did recently um, a, a stomp trail that I watch had scat on the top, not down like where they were mainly stomping, but up above it. Mm-hmm. So I mostly will find uh, I find their their crap mostly in areas that they're either feeding. Or they're bedding, oh, okay. like I mean, I'll, they'll they'll crack in their own bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then and then basically like just kind of sleep around it. Basically saying like this is my bed, and this is where I'm I'm bedded down, and this is where I'm feeding.
1: And do they go it's back to the same like, areas all the time?
2: Oh, I have I have beds that I know get used all the time. Uh, I just posted a video not that long ago yep. on my social media. Did you see that one uh, I where there see- was two beds? Two beds right next to each other, like, and not like a mama bear and in a in a and in a in a baby bear, like two adult bears. Uh, it was either two adult bears or one bear just made two different beds. But um, they'll just they just crap right around their bedding area.
1: Well, another bear will so stay I, in I another bear's all time, bed.
2: Uh, oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. Do. I think so. Oh, I mean, I can't say that for sure, but I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh-huh. You know, bed's a bed.
1: So when you go to an area and you're walking around and you find an area where it has a bunch of poop, all over it, do you like kind of concentrate in that area?
2: Honestly, I don't – like seeing bear crap is is great. That's a good sign. But it doesn't – that's not like the main thing I focus on for sign when I'm looking to kill one. What's like you- I'll know that they're feeding there. Well, I'll be like, so, okay, this would be so, a great spot. So
1: so what? what is your sign that you're looking for that – you know, that you're going to go, like, you're going to go out and you're going to shoot a deer, I mean a bear. So, like, I would, I know a little differently now because over the years of experience and trial and error also, but if I didn't know and I seen a bunch of bear poop, I think personally I would be hanging around that bear poop saying, oh, dude, more than likely I'm going to see a bear in this area. You're saying you don't do that. Where are you mean, focus if it's, in? If it is
2: if it is really fresh stuff and I know that they're – um I know that they're like actively feeding in there like all the time. Yeah, I would target an area like that, but I'm, I target those stomp trails. Oh. Uh, okay. That's like, I'm finding those trails and their routes to and from a water source. Mm-hmm. I have not, every bear I've killed is within a quarter mile of water. You know, it's so crazy.
0: Even, uh... Chad and I've been hunting up there in Canada, and uh, our friend up there, the, our, our our guide up there in Canada, says the same thing. He puts, uh, of course, we can't bait here in California, but he says when in baiting, they put their uh, baiting within a quarter of a mile of, of water. water. Yeah, yep. remember? Yep. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah. A bear,
2: a bear, a bear, a black bear, probably grizzly bear, but just a bear, they have to have water every day.
1: Oh.
2: For one thing, that's that's, that's one way that they're going to cool themselves down. Um, It's not like a deer where they go two, three, four, or five days without water. They have to have water every day, multiple times a day, depending on how hot it is. And so that's kind of how I've made a living up here. uh, I always like, hell yeah, it's going to be 105. Great bear hunting weather because they got to go to water.
1: Okay. And that's funny because. I actually went up to my area this last past weekend, dude, to check some cameras out and stuff and I was up there and for the first time in about, oh, I don't know, I'm going to say a good 20 years, there's water now in oh, this okay. in this creek bed. Before there was no water. I mean, it's been dried up for a long time. Now there's water, but guess what? There are a boatload of crap everywhere around oh, that area, dude. Nice, yeah. Nice. So what are
2: they so have you figured out what they're eating? I think they're eating
1: acorns. Like last year's acorns. Well, I mean, that's the only thing around there. that It seems like they could like eat. I mean, what else could they be eating around there? They're... Take
2: a take a picture of it and send it to me. Okay,
1: yeah. I mean, the only thing around that area is freaking acorn trees. I mean, we don't. Eat, this area don't even have berries. Like you know, like some areas, like I find uh, have berries or yeah. like the the wild raspberries or whatever they call right. them. But this area does not have no berries berries whatsoever. I mean, I unless they're hidden. I don't know. Obviously you never know. They could be in some little small ravine or something, right. but I do not see any berries. I do see a shitload of freaking air acorn trees though. Oh. I mean, tons <laughs> yeah. of acorns. I well, mean- I mean,
2: we all know that they love those, but there's, um, it'd be interesting just to see a picture of it. But like you said, there could be a pocket of berries, just somewhere that you just haven't explored yet. And it might not be a huge crop of them. Uh,
1: But the berries
2: don't last all year long, though. No, no, they don't. But uh, back to that water, like how you said there's water in your area, there's a ton of water this year because we had a really heavy winter. So, like, a couple of my spots that were like, um, well, the spot that I've killed out the last two years, I'm hunting in there because there's only really one water source, and so I'm catching them going to and from that. Well, this year... And there's berries in there. That's when I'm in there hunting. This year, the berries in there suck, and there's water everywhere. So now those bears could be anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And so even in my higher elevation areas, same thing. Tons of manzanita this year. Tons of manzanita berries, but tons of water everywhere. And so my year, my camera started out just on fire this year, like through the rut and everything. And I'm like, this is going to be such a stud year. Well. 10 days before the season I did my last camera check I was very disappointed and I had no idea where I was going to go hunt like I was like I was hitting Gabe up in in Redding you know Gabe and um, just asking him like dude are your cameras still doing good because we kind of hunt similar ways and he's like no my cameras are good and I'm like so I'm like dang man I don't know what I'm going to do and so like 2 days before my hunt he's like dude if you want to come up, I'll help you out somehow. And so we were kind of trying to figure something out, and I didn't end up doing that. But it really threw, when there's a lot of water everywhere, the bears can be anywhere. Oh, okay. okay.
0: Boy, and, and so
2: my, that makes it harder to find them.
0: My question is, uh, we're, we're here in Southern California. I don't know. Chad knows more than I do. But what is it that the bears are feeding on the most part?
2: Oh I mean it's different all all throughout the whole year, okay. so like um, when they're first coming out of their hibernation, if they hibernate usually they 're pretty much focused on grass okay. Um, okay, and then you know grass, and then they don 't really want meat right away, so and the fawns aren 't born any born anyways, so um, they're going to go after carpenter ants is like one of their favorite things that 's why you 'll see like stumps and stuff torn up as they 're either looking for like Carbondurants, termites, any type oh, of bug or grub, or flipping logs or flipping rocks. So bugs, um, the manzanita berries, the, uh, gooseberries, um, you know, it's, it's and that also just depends on your area. Like I don't have a lot of pine nuts where I hunt, but like certain other areas will have a lot of pine nuts. So they'll be going after that, but the bears will eat whatever they can find. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And, and, and then when the fawn season obviously kicks off, they're gonna target some of that. Um, so, yeah, you can write it. Um, yeah, yeah, your kids. Like are all, right now, they're right you, now right they're, so beautiful. Here
0: are the kids uh, in the background. So <laughs> so
2: cool. So cool. Uh, then they're gonna um, like right now. There's some manzanita that's ripe. Um, so they're gonna start targeting those. Um, in fact, when I shot my bear this this uh, this last weekend, um, where we found him, we get down to where he was at, where he died, and all the manzanita down there was ripe. Like, I mean, ripe is all get out, but it wasn't ripe up top. So what that was telling, what that told me was, they're feeding down there, and then he's coming back up to bed okay. up where I'm at on that stomp trail.
1: Do you, ever, okay. do you ever, after you do all your business, skin it and all that, do you ever just punch the bag, the gut bag just to see what they've been eating on? Uh, yeah, I
2: have. Um, and it's, I've never, I've never caught one open that's, uh, been eating a deer or anything, although the one I shot in 2018 had just killed a buck. Um, and that was like late October. And maybe that deer was hurt, but um, he had killed it that morning. It was that fresh. Wow. And, and I came upon him and, and shot him. I didn't know that uh, the deer was there until I had gotten over to him. I just was had watched him on a hillside sitting there cleaning himself underneath a manzanita bush. And then I dumped him. And I got over there, and then I'm like there's a freaking deer right here. He's just sitting here eating it. Oh. And the, what was weird is that the head and stuff was gone, but I could see the hind quarters and the testicles. So, I mean, it was a very young deer. It wasn't right. like a fawn, but it was like right. maybe a, you know, a one or two year old.
1: You think somebody could have shot it and cut the head off since there was no head?
2: No, not in that location. Oh, okay. No way. There's no, not, not where that one was. Oh, okay. Uh, there's absolutely, I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I would, I bet a million bucks that's not what happened.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that, you. that's for sure. Right. So you are an average bear hunter, you do a lot of bear hunting, I get it, so this year you're going into the new year, and so last year you had a, you shot a bear, you you weren't able to retrieve it to like the next day, and it was like 110 or 100, you shot a monster last year by the way. Oh, wow, really? And. It was just so hot he couldn't find it that day. He found it the next day and it was all rotted. Yes. Like it went that bad, right? Right, Seth. That's how it kind of went down.
2: Pretty much, but I found him three days later. Oh, oh
1: three. Okay. So he found it. I
2: knew. I knew that when I didn't find him that first day, uh, I even knew, like late in the day that he even if I had found him that night he'd have been gone. There's no way it was 110. Yeah. No. I mean total heartbreaker um looked and looked and looked and looked uh i mean the blood uh that i i mean we can go on with that story a little bit because it's kind of weird to explain i when i did find him the day that i shot him it was four hours after right so so, so i you found shot him with four a bow? hours you
1: shot him with a bow that everybody know right you shot him with Archer. Shot, shot shot him with a bow how many yards um,
2: were you Forty-five yards. Decent shot. Um, Decent shot. I, I. he's uh, weird is when I shot him, he just stood there, and I am like, "Did I miss?" Like he looked around, like, "What was that?" And then when he ran off, I could see something hanging out of him. It looked what it looked like to me was either fat or intestines, and so I am like immediately, like, "Damn, I cut him low!" I, his guts are hanging out, and so I I waited for like an hour and a half finally went over to try to find my arrow. I never I never found my arrow.
1: Mm.
2: I found a little bit of blood, very very little bit of blood in like the first 50 yards. And then once I got 50 yards into starting tracking him and when I tracked that bear, I mean I was tracking slow. Uh, as that trail blood trail went on, Cause you're kind of like,
1: like a little bit nervous, right? You got you're chasing, you're tracking a wounded bear. Well, I'm by
2: my, I'm by myself. I'm down in the bottom of this drainage. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I got my pistol out. I got my bow with me. It's hotter than you know what. Um, and so I'm kind of like I need to go slow, but I need to go fast because I'm if I find him, I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna have to be skinning and cleaning them out quick. Right. So the blood is getting to the point where like I'm like dude he's got he's got to be here somewhere there's so much blood like so much blood and so i get to this one really tight spot uh which is about 900 yards from where i shot him so the further i'm going i'm like i'm like dude what the heck you know i'm starting to just be like well i'm getting down on myself all that stuff i'm getting close to a piece of property that turns to private i contact the private property owner i'm like hey there's a chance that my bear went on your property. Can I have trespass? And they were cool. They were like, yep, you can go check it out. So I uh, I knew I had that in my back pocket. I kept pushing, and I get into this really, really tight spot to where I'm like, okay, I need to take my backpack off and set my bow down. And so I creep in there, and boom, there he, there he is. He's curled up in a defensive position behind this rock. He looks at me pops his jaws which is crazy scary and then bluff charge me like within 15 yards oh. oh and so I'm like I can't back up I'm like in this really rocky boulder big rocks
1: hey at that point I'm, I'm, are you, at that point are you allowed to pull out your pistol and shoot it I should have are you allowed to <laughs> Uh, I think you could probably
2: uh, in that situation they would probably say it was justified. I mean he literally came at me like okay. five or six feet twice boom boom and stop boom boom and I'm like shorts are marked oh, you know? He, oh, and then he, and then he kind and then and then we kind of both just like stared at each other and he had like that look on his face like dude just go away <laughs> And he literally turned. He literally turned and even if I would have had my bow with me, the the vegetation in there was so thick I couldn't have I couldn't have made a shot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have pulled my bow back, I couldn't have done anything. He turned and just walked off, like slowly. Now, he walked off and within a couple minutes I heard two death moans. And so I'm like, Yes, he's he's dying. Okay, brother Well hey, I never found him. Hey, but hey, I never hey, found
0: him. Hey brother, I'm gonna ask you a question, okay, because I've only bear hunting in Canada with Chad. We've been up there doing our thing and everything else, and every last our guide, everybody, always says about that Death Mountain. My question to you is this: Is that, and 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 the crazy part is that you know, I'm sitting here with Chad and been with Chad and all the different things hunting with Chad, and I've never asked him this question because Southern California, from Chad, his education, his his, his teaching told me that you know that the Southern California bears do not hibernate, so my question is this: is that death moan with all bears or is just with certain bears certain continents or certain states or whatever else' Because when I shot my bear, first thing Chad asked me goes, "Did you hear the death moan?" I'm like, well, I don't know, I didn't hear it. I hear that I watching TV shows with all the professionals and everything else. I didn't hear it. So I'm asking you because you're the bear killer. You're the bear man and you're, you're, you're that guy. And Chad is too. Is that, do you hear it with all bears when, when they expire?
2: Uh, no, um, not not me personally. I've heard two moan. Okay. Um, and then, and from what I know, that's just air leaving their lungs. Right. No, I got you. I got you. So, um, it is very, very eerie sounding. Yes, uh, Yes, it is. And so when I heard that bear moan, he moaned, and then about 10 seconds went by, he moaned again. And, uh, you know, when I continued to look for him, I sat for another 30 minutes. From, you know, I'm like, All right, I'm going to wait a little bit longer, you know, right. try to clean out my underwear a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I never found him. Okay. And I grid searched and I grid searched and I searched and I searched and I searched. I mean, I I never found him. Well, one when, when uh, I had my brother-in-law hit me up, um, and he goes, "Dude, I'm coming up, and we're gonna find that bear." And I'm like, "Dude, he's spoiled by now." And he goes, "Yeah, you know what? He is. He's gonna be bad, but it's gonna be it's gonna you're gonna be able to close the book on it." And I'm like, dude, you're not coming up. It's like freaking five hours, um, a three hour drive on a dirt road, you know? And so he, he came up anyways, him and my nephew. Well, so I just started running them right from the start. This is where we're going to start tracking. this is basically the track I followed. They're seeing the bloods, the blood's still there because it didn't rain, um, we get about halfway down and we can and all of a sudden you just smell death and we're like, Okay, he's obviously he's here somewhere. Right. And so we got to where I last saw him and this and I still think about this, I'm not even joking, I think about this every day. Most of the time when I'm like laying in bed. I still think about it. That bear from where I last looked was fifty yards. Oh. And I walked walk past him probably 15 times. Wow. And I just never – I mean, I get a lot of people going, oh, I'm going to go solo hunt. I'm going to do this bear. And I always, I, I always tell people, dude, I get it with a deer. Deer is a manageable animal to handle.
0: Right.
2: Don't hunt a bear alone. And if you are – Or a pig. At least have somebody hunting close to you because when you get into that emotional roller coaster after you shoot an animal – you're not thinking straight right. and You're and sure, I'll sure. tell you yeah. more about yeah. that with your story um, when we get into that is that your mind tells you one thing, but you saw something else
1: yeah. well and, and so and, 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 and that's a, a perfect example because I know this guy, and it was all over the news just a few years ago, he was hunting this apple orchard, not far from me, right, and he shoots his bear. Right it right before dusk, it was dusk, he shoots his bear, but it was a gut shot. It was a bad shot. He thought it was a lot better shot, but it wasn't that great of a shot. His, tell, his buddies tell him, hey, yo, 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 wait. We'll be up there. I'll meet at the trailhead. We'll go after it. Well, time's going on. Well, 10 minutes because those guys got there in 40 minutes after. <laughs> so 10, 15 minutes goes on. His, his adrenaline's rushing. It's racing through. Mm-hmm. He starts telling himself, it was a great shot. It was a great shot. He starts finding he starts looking for this bear and it gets to a point just like you said you were right now Seth where the stuff was so thick that uh it was you couldn't pull your bow back if you wanted to right. and he has it so now it's getting into the dark time he has his headlamp on he's crawling and this tunnel, dude, Oof. okay, he's following blood. He's following this blood. <laughs> yeah. I ain't doing
2: that no more.
1: <laughs> hey, he lifts his light up to see what, you know, just to, it just, you know, he kept on pushing his head up to see down the tunnel, you know what I mean, as he's walking. And all of a sudden, this bear's in front of him, and it just didn't, what do you call it, the bluff charge? Uh, is that what you call it, the bluff charge? Yeah. Most black bears, are gonna, but they're going to bluff charge bluff you charge. once or twice before they commit. Well, this thing didn't bluff charge him. And, dude, there's a reason why we gave this guy a nickname, Bear Bait. Because oh <laughs> re- I remember that story. Go ahead, brother. I'm, so sorry. I'm sorry. This bear doesn't bluff charge him. Just charges him and gets him. Get that him. ass. Yes. Ate his eye out. Ate his, <laughs> ate his face, dude.
2: I think you told me this story when we were big on Yeah. And- well, here's the thing. That bear was probably that bear was probably cornered in a spot where he felt like he had nowhere else to go. Oh. And oh. if he's cornered and he feels trapped, then he's probably not going to do a bluff. He's just going to commit and get you. Mm-hmm. But if there's a way out, they're probably going to, I'm not going to say not hundred percent of the time, because obviously not, but they're going to take the easy way out. Now, if they feel like they got to get aggressive with you to be like, dude, Hey, get away from me. They're going to give you that bluff charge. But they're going to go the other way. Gotcha. gotcha. But if good. they're cornered, no. If they're not, cor- if they're cornered and they feel like, hey, I don't have a choice, uh, you know, and right. that bear's hurt and, and they're scared, you know, and that's a that's a crummy, you know. As you know, we laugh about it, but it's it's sad. I feel bad that I shot that bear, and four hours later, he's still laying there, sick and feeling like crap. Right. Uh, that's, My shot wasn't that bad though. That's it way wasn't mo- like that's way most If hard. I would have just gave him probably a couple more hours he would have died but because it was so hot I'm thinking I don't want to lose the meat, I don't want to lose the hide, you know. And so I probably went in a little bit early. But uh so when you, you know, shoot,
1: when you shoot any animal, but bear, okay? Cuz what what's your golden rule? Like what what's your time limit after you shoot something that you wait?
2: An hour, at least minimum. But now, this year, uh, and I mean, that depends. I mean, obviously, if you drop it, you know he's dead. I might give him like 10 minutes, you know, be, right. and still be watching. But like like this year, uh, I immediately wanted to get out of the tree stand and look at my arrow. And so... Oh, so the bear have, this like, year, little...
1: you shot from a tree stand?
2: I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just was like, oh, I'm going to go look at the blood. And, and then I was like, I made a little video of me talking to myself like an idiot. You oh, know? Brother, and, brother, and then I'm like, I am I ended up waiting 30 minutes because of where I saw him go. I'm like, okay, I feel like I could, if I wait 30 minutes, uh, he'll probably be dead. And I can go check my arrow. And then after I check my arrow, I'll wait another hour. Seth,
0: let me tell you something, brother. i tell you one thing for sure, that as a new bow hunter, uh, the fact is that when you're talking to yourself, you're not an idiot. Because I, literally, I, <laughs> I like literally, an idiot. literally... Bro, I'm going to tell you something. When I shot my first elk with my bow, when I started bow hunting and everything else, I tell you what, I talked to myself. I know I'm not a fool. I I, I talked to myself and I was saying all these things that I was that was going to, going on in my life that who taught me about hunting. And it was like Thanking all of them. So when you say those things about you talking to yourself, bro, it's okay. It's okay. Well,
2: I mean, talking to myself is one thing, but like talking to myself trying
0: to make a video, like it's okay. No, no, you're not idiot. I tell you one thing, bro. I swear. I know Chad. Chad has his videos and everything else. When he shot his bear last year in 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 Canada, he talked about everybody that made him a hunter. He talked about how he honored his father. By the kill that he made last year and everything else. It, you, bro, I tell you what,
2: we, that's one thing that I truly admire about. uh, We, we we reflect,
0: yes, we, we we reflect, and all of a sudden we go back to the point of
2: get your tissues out. We're gonna, we're gonna have a little sob fest here. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay.
0: It's okay. But
2: but, in fact, I have, I have, I have video of me talking on this bear hunt uh my nephew's with me and and we're just kind of trying to document a little bit um and i'm talking and i started crying a little bit because of where i was at hunting meant a lot to me because i've hunted there with my dad i've hunted there with my grandpa you know all the memories up here and i've never done anything and and my dad's still around but my grandpa's not and so i hope that like he's looking down going Hell
0: yeah. Yeah, dude, I tell you, bro, I tell you, when I shot that elk, and even when I shot that elk, lad, every time I put an arrow in an in, in, in animal, and Chad says it, because Chad, I mean, there's a, I know Chad hasn't talked about it, but there's a certain thing about Chad, and I'm not going to blow him up right now when it comes to his brother, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you do something like that, when you take a life of an animal for the meat, because we're doing it for the meat, we're not doing it just for a trophy, because we're not trophy hunters. We are meat hunters. And the fact is that you reflect, totally reflect on who put you in that position to to enjoy what you're doing. And I'll tell you what. I started bow hunting in 2009. I shot my first animal with a bow in 2009. And when I found the elk, I tell you what. I sobbed like a little bitch. I thought of my Uncle Ray. I thought of my dad, all these people, they, and they were not even big uh, big game hunters.
1: Outdoorsians. They were, yeah.
0: Yes. They were outdoors people, and they hunted. My uncle hunted. My dad hunted. All that stuff. He, he They introduced it to me. And when I was able to do something like that and take something on my own without them being there, they were the first persons that I thought about. And I said, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you, good Lord. Thank you, good Lord. Thank you for not... not. Thank you for me getting this animal and he lost his life for me, for my family so we could eat because it's the greatest freaking meat there is that I know of because Chad told me those, it's better meat out there. But the fact is, is that I sobbed. I sobbed every time when I freaking shot something. Chad, I tell you, even the Chad's... Uh, thing when we went to South Africa and I shot an animal, I sobbed because it was on my son's birthday. you know what I'm saying It was like they created this for me to enjoy and chad's father did the same thing for him and Chad did that same thing like i said i'm not gonna I'm not I'll let him talk about it on a different time or whatever but when you look when you do something as a child we always look back at how did I get there? Why am I here? I'm here because why? Because it was somebody who enlightened me to do this. And I respect it, and I wish they would have been there when I
1: did it. And there's gonna be lots of people out there that get animals now and say, Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Dwight, for this. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for the information. Because you know what? Honestly, Dwight, you got twenty five thousand people follow you that look up to you too, Seth. I mean, you're not no uh average Joe, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. Gotcha. People look up to you, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go, to, I go to well. I, I, I and I. To be hey, honest, hey, it's hey, hey, look at
2: look at the
0: cha- a- oh, hey, look at the <laughs> Chad right now. That fool's well enough. I saw him. I looked at him right there, straight the Fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. No, as a badass, he tries to say he is. I'm looking at him, and that. that, that I'm about to about the N word? I'm sorry, <laughs> but I look at my boy, and he in this conversation that we're having right now, Chad is welling up because he. He understands the same thing what I'm talking about.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's you know, there's there's been so many times since I've started my social media that I've wanted to just turn it off. And and then it's the messages like I got quite a few last year that from people that harvested a bear and they were like, dude, it was because of you and the things that you shared with on how to find these animals and how you hunt them and yes. you're sharing it and it helped me yeah. out. And I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. I don't care uh, if I have yeah. a thousand followers or a million followers or one, you know, or
0: one follower. That, right.
2: Yeah. It's, it's just messages like that where I'm like, awesome. Yeah. I tell, awesome. I
0: tell you what, I t- and that's one of the biggest things. that <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> it, 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 It's one of the biggest things I got when Chad and I finally, I was able to sit down with 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 Chad, and just have a conversation, or have Chad with the with, with with the podcast. I had said it. Why are you doing this, bro? Talk to me. Let me know. Cause yo, I'm a part of it. You want me to be a part of what you're doing? And Chad's biggest thing is that you know what? I'm doing it because I want other people to enjoy. And there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I'm not I'm a, I'm not a, a name guy. I can't remember names. I'm I'm just a freaking fool about that. But the one dude that reached out to Chad never shot a rifle. <laughs> Who was that, Chad? Nacho. Nacho, right? That never did a thing when it came to hunting. And it was he reached out to Chad. And Chad made it a point that he could be there for them to hunt at the y- yam, yam Slam. Yam Slam. And I tell you what, that dude, I swear, that dude had the biggest freaking wood ever. And he was in literally, he said his purpose of hunting or going on the ham slam because of what Chad put out there, because what Chad was doing, the dude found him on, on uh, found Chad on uh, Instagram or whatever else and reached out and he had the greatest time of his life. And you know what? And he still wants to be that hunter. The guy I went fishing with the other day, Puerto Rican dude, can't remember his name or whatever else, but you know what? That dude Wants to hunt. His girlfriend is from Yuma, and he's going to go out on uh, the first. on the first to hunt dove. Never hunted. He lived in Puerto Rico. He didn't. He he was not a guy that was that was raised in California or the United States. He was raising in, in 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 Puerto Rico, got his degree in Puerto Rico, and then then came to the United States, but he'd never been on a fishing boat. And never hunted. But the thing is, is that I also told him, bro, if you wanna do a freaking archery, if you wanna hunt, hit us up, look at the website, look at look at look at the uh, listen to our podcast and everything else, because we're all about trying to get those new people to enjoy
1: hunting. And there's a lot fishing. of people that look up and, and the platform that we have and the platform you have, Seth, is a good one. And yeah. I am not the only one. I'm I, I'm an avid hunter. Yeah. And guess sure. what? You're one of the pages I look at first when I yeah, wake I, up in the yeah, day. See, I'm what like, I'm saying? let me see what Seth posted up last night before I went to bed. There's gotta be something. And yeah. Yeah, I, I tell I, you what. I, I, it's amazing. I, and, I, and I still learn. Yeah. I still learn.
0: It's amazing, Seth. I tell you what. I, what my, like, like I said, Chad says that the objective is to get the new people out there. And I tell you, when people say, okay, I'm going to start. Because for me, with bow hunting, like I said in, in one of our podcasts, is that I always wanted to bow hunt, but big game, but I didn't want to do it with a rifle. did couldn't find anybody to teach me how to do things with a bow, but these guy guys taught me and everything else. And, and sitting here, like I said, me and Chad met, and that's why we're we're dogs to this day. He's teaching me, he's educating me, he's making me the guy. Like oh my god, making it a Making it that I want to be more of a bow hunter, and what you do, Seth, is same thing, brother. That's why you're on, that's why you're here today. Because the fact is that Chad says, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna find this. We're gonna have we have this guy who bear hunt, uh, and Chad bears hunt, and we all know that. But yet, you're an educator. You're an educator, and you're a person that's trying to bring people in. And I tell you what, brother, I stroke you, pat you on the back. Kiss you, and I don't even know who you are. I don't even know your. If you walked into the house right now, I would, I, I would know the hell you were. But I'll tell you one thing though: sitting here in this podcast today, bro, I'm learning so much. That's why when I ask questions, it's not to discredit you or anybody else. It's about
2: I want I I want to know, I want to know. No, I appreciate I appreciate yeah, the absolutely. comments or the questions and. And the kind words, man.
1: Hey, so this year, let's get on to this year real quick, because there's a few things I want to go over before it gets too late, okay? I, I, I got some good stuff. <laughs> so going into this right. year, you set up a boatload of cameras more, okay? and I actually,
2: I actually ran less cameras this year. Okay,
1: you still got – okay, you went from 30 to 20. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so you, you run a lot of cameras, okay? You're doing your work. You're out there all the time. It wasn't like you got over there on one weekend, okay? you You – you already had an idea of where your 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 pictures of your pictures tell everything. P- put proofs in the pudding, they say, right? Yep. So on your cameras going into this year, what made you pick that spot that you went this year? Cause obviously you just talked about the Godfather. Why didn't you go hunt the Godfather spot?
2: Well, that's a very good question <laughs> and a great way to start out how my hunt went. So back to i checked my cameras about seven ten days i can't remember exactly before the season and that's usually how i pick where i'm going so i go up i do that and it's really nothing but disappointment like hardly any bears you know maybe a bear a week maybe some of my spots had no bears and i was really like what do i do what am i gonna do and the spot that i had hunted For the two previous years, which had been just on fire, just totally good, had a bear, like, in a month. Now, before the season opener, I did have a bear uh, two days in a row in that spot. But it had happened like that before where I get a couple bears and then nothing for a month. So I'm like, this, and, and, and so I'm leaving town. I'm headed to that spot, headed to where I've been killing them. I've been having all the luck. That's where I'm going. I'm at it. I'm left town. I'm 30 minutes out of town. I stop off at a friend's house who's got an ice machine. I'm filling. He's letting me just take all his ice. So I'm taking a full cooler because I'm planning on coming home with some meat. And so Optim- I'm sitting there talking I, to I,
0: him. I, 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 optimiz- optimism is his best, right? <laughs> and that's well, the <laughs> where, so, uh, and I, where
2: that spot is. You ain't getting to any store quick, and you don't have ice. You're totally screwed. Because so. I,
0: I tell you what, I'll tell you one thing about Chad. I may be the downer, but Chad is the guy. Always, if it's fishing, hunting, or anything else, Chad is so fucking optimistic that he 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 says it's a good day. It's a good day, no matter what's going on. Rain, sleet. Snow, heat, or whatever else, Chad is like, Woo, <laughs> baby, it's a good day today, cause I'm gonna cause, cause I'm gonna get something." And even and even when he doesn't get something, the next day he's just optimistic the same way all day long. Love the guy. Yeah, Love the good
2: guys to have around. Yes, right, right.
0: Yep. He, he he. I'm telling you, when when things aren't looking good. On the first day of hunt, second day of hunt, third day of hunt, every day in the beginning, like you are, Chad is totally optimistic. Where I'm like, why are we still here? What the fuck? Let's move on, bro. You know, Chad's like, no, no, no. We're, we're, it, we're getting something today. And every day when we didn't get anything, <laughs> Chad would still say, tomorrow we're going to get something better.
1: <laughs> so, so you load up your cooler full of ice. In your head so I'm blood. load up.
2: I'm telling him, I'm like, all right, dude. I don't know where I'm. I am i i am I'm, I'm kind of down myself on where I'm going. So you know, anyways, I load up. I drive off, and I and I'm driving down the road, and I literally just gut feeling says, you need to turn around, back the complete opposite way, and head to a different spot. And so I just did it. I just was like, I'm turning around. I'm gonna. I'm gonna head up towards. In in the kind of an area where that Godfather is, but not that exact spot because that spot was just, um, they had actually started logging in there like two weeks before the opener. And so everything kind of just disappeared. And you have cameras uh, there? So, yeah, oh, I got cameras there. Okay. And they're logged, they logged they log like 10 yards from my camera. And so, and then I had another, another spot that's like 40 minutes from there that was really good and they're logging in there. And so, and I didn't have any idea they were going to log there. So so those two spots were blown out. I had another spot, which is the spot that I've hunted with, you know, for many years with my dad and my grandpa and, you know, brothers and, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm going to drive up there. It's just way out of the way. I'm going to check those cameras. Um my nephew was gonna go hunt up there in the in a in an area that's across the drainage, like probably forty minutes away to get to him. But I was like, I'm gonna go check this other spot and just check it out. So I, I drove all the way up there, checked that camera. It had two different bears, and one of them was pretty regular within that week. And not a giant, not as big as the one I got, but still a good bear. And I'm like, all right, this bear I would shoot that bear. He'll get. Hopefully, I can get an opportunity on. So I'm going to stay put, and my nephew will be not too far away. To where, if we, if he needs me, I can go help him. If I need him, he can come help me. And so that's kind of what I. Uh, that's kind of what we did. So the weather starts rolling in. It's get. It's thundering. The. It's raining a little bit. And so I'm like hitting my cut or my nephew up, and I'm like, dude, hey, if you want to come camp with me, come camp with me, and and I'll shuttle you over to your trailhead, um, you know, in the mornings. We'll just have to get up a little early so that I can get to my spot, because his spot is a lot harder to get to, um, and I run cameras in his spot and check them and scout that area basically uh, just as much as he does, and so it takes, like, an hour just to walk in there. Uh, it's all gated, you know, Sierra Pacific, so Um, anyways, I, I get up in the morning, drop him off. Um, and I'm not one of these guys that likes to be, whether I'm in a tree stand or not, I don't like getting into my spot when it's dark. I'll wait until I can, I might start hiking a little bit, but I like to be able to see just a hair as I'm going in because I want to see if I jump something. Mm
0: -hmm. And if I jump
2: something, I want to be able to see what it was. I mean, many times I've hiked in and there's crashing going off, and I'm like, I have no idea what I just bumped.
0: So, are, so you, like, are, are you so are you pattering these uh, bears or not? You're just like, you
2: know. Oh yeah, so. I'll definitely uh, when right before the season's going to begin. I'll you know, and throughout the year, I'm putting them on a calendar okay. on which okay. how many bears are on a, on a camera, how many days a week, what day a week it was, what time okay. it was. You know, and then that's usually – but this year it kind of – it died. It, everything kind of changed, whatever it was, right before the opener. So it kind of just threw me through that loop where I'm like, geez, I, where am I going to go? And so I get into my spot. I did reach my nephew. Hey, I'm in my stand. He's like, I'm in my stand. And so you know how it is. The the, the waiting game begins. And uh, I don't remember – can 30 rolls around and at that point i'm already struggling i'm uncomfortable you know and i'm like this sucks you know and then right around like one o'clock the storm rolls through that it wasn't supposed to be there till the day before or the day the next day it's raining lining's cracking, and I'm like, I don't really like being in this tree stand while there's thunder going on. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so I'm right. like looking on my arm and getting a weather report. I'm like, okay, it looks like it's going to pass.
0: Hey, brother, and I'm so, going to tell, tell you one thing for, for me, what's different with Chad, Chad will hunt in all conditions. <laughs> me, I'm a fair weather fucking hunter, bro. I'm telling oh, you. I, mean, I wasn't going I I to leave.
2: I wasn't going to leave, but I mean, bears don't like the rain. They're going to go lay down. They're not going to get up. They're not going to move around. Okay. You know, Education. it's the opposite. Education. It, 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 it was perfect deer hunting weather. Oh, a okay. so bear are going to go lay down until it clears. And as that storm was starting to clear, I in reached my nephew, and I'm like, okay, the, a bear's going to get up, and he's going to want to shake off. He's going to want to get a bite to eat, stretch his legs. And so that's what I was counting on. And I think I messaged him that, like, at like 2 o'clock or, or whatever. And then he's like... It's funny because he goes, I'm going to kill one at 6 p.m. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to kill one first, you know. And uh... I'm Sorry to
0: interrupt you, brother, but I want to ask you a question. When is it, like, cat and I been to Canada hunting and everything else, and and we've killed animals for the most part in Canada in the late afternoon, early evening. So my question to you is, when you hunt your bears, when is it the most opportune time to hunt a bear? When you're hunting a bear, because yeah, literally, because like Chad was think that Chad even said to me like, we hunt a bear like we never hunted at at four o'clock in the evening or the afternoon. It was like in Canada. It was like okay because. We slept all day in the morning, right, Chad? <laughs> when we slept, it was like, Oh my god, you know, well no, we ain't gonna go hunt till three o'clock in the afternoon. What do you mean? I don't know that
2: I, uh, I, I, I would say know. that bears bears bear hunting is not good, I would say in the early morning. Okay. I would say that late morning, mid afternoon okay. are extremely good, at least where okay. I hunt. Okay. Um and then obviously Till time is about the evening, same in evening. Evening is always good as well. I mean, that's always like that witching hour, you know, where they're going to get up and want to get around. And so that bear rolled in. uh, He came from a direction that I was not expecting him to come from. Um, I just kind of looked up and looked to my right, and there he was. And I'm like, whoa, that's a big bear, and that's not the bear that's on my camera. Mm. And so I'm like, he's – and 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 my nephew was later talking to him. He goes, "When you saw him, did you know immediately?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know. I knew immediately. I was gonna fling an arrow at him. He was the, I mean, he was that good a size." And so I'm watching him, and this is all going so quick through your mind. And it probably did happen within. I'll bet you by the time I saw him and the time I shot him was less than thirty seconds. Wow. And so he came up over this, this little knoll. And I knew the direction that he was kind of heading. And he's kind of just picking berries off the bushes as he's walking. I'm like, he's gonna come right around this tree stump, and he's gonna get right on that stomp trail. Nice. It nice. comes around, goes right behind the stump, or right behind the stump. That's when I stood up, and as I stand up, I'm shaking like a leaf, yeah. and the tree, the tree stand ladder is going ching 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 ching, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, don't oh. don't do this to me now. And I think he he, he uh, took four or five more steps, and I just flung one, boom. And, uh, I mean, the shot felt good, and blood sprayed, you know. And so I felt good. I still felt low to me. I mean, right. now at the end, we know I, I heart-punched him. But right. right at that moment, I'm like, it was good, But it, and it was right behind the armpit. He was quartering to me. Which isn't necessarily ideal. I'd rather have a quartering away shot, but right. quartering you mean not a hard quarter. All right. Um right. and so Yeah, and so then I sat there and waited about thirty minutes. I got down, checked the arrow, and you could just smell the blood. Like you could just smell that real iron smell. And so um Oh yeah. And so I'm texting everybody. I need everybody and their brother up here. I shot one. We need to track it. It's going to get dark. And so, uh, my nephew shows up, my niece showed up who was, she was like 15, 20 miles away, honey. She got out of, she was sitting in one of my other spots, but she came up. My dad and my brother drove all the way up. They came, um, and helped a little bit. Um, but by the time we found the really, really heavy blood, it was dark. And so you know, I'm starting to get down on myself because it's like it seemed like such a repeat of last year. But going back to your mind, your eyes see one thing and your mind's telling you another, right? So when I was in that tree stand, I watched him run to some manzanita, right? right. And sit in there and thrash and turn. He's like biting at himself like they'll do with the wound because he doesn't have any idea what happened. And so I'm telling him that. And so I get down out of the tree stand. And when I'm looking around, I'm looking back at the tree stand. And I'm, I think I'm looking where I thought he was, but I'm finding no blood. Well, I looked in the complete – because it looks different once you're on the ground. Oh, and You yeah. look back. And so – my nephew and I eventually figured out where I really did see him because we found the spot and we looked at the trees hand. I'm like, "Dude, that makes sense now. That's that's where I saw him." And so, if it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for my nephew and my niece to come help me with their fresh eyes,
0: right.
2: I honestly don't think I would have found him.
0: Well, so you you know, it's amazing what I listening to you, what you're saying. The amazing part is like when Chad and I was South Africa hunting and everything else. And Chad shot something or I shot something or whatever else. And you know what, that we were, we both in, with different blinds. But when we were informed about one of us killing something, we all stopped and said, Hey, take me, get me out of the blind. Let me go over where Chad shot this thing. I want to celebrate with Chad. And the thing is like with you and your and your family, your family was like, boom, you got them there. Everybody stopped what they were doing to enjoy your moment. And that was the same thing in South Africa, right, Chad? Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. Like, yeah
2: hey, Chad. we weren't, in, uh, and and I, I get what you're saying, but we were not enjoying it right at first because we didn't. We were looking for them. Yeah, but so, but, the but thing- I was like, I appreciate their support to come right. help me because That's you know my, that my mind yes. is totally yes. just whacked yes. out. Yes. yes, That's and, what well, I, that, no, that, 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 that. I would have done it. I would have done it for them. And at the same time, I feel bad. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, dude, because you can't, you left your stand right before prime time. You know, I I hope that, you know, I didn't screw your hunt up as far as like, basically just, I hope a bear doesn't come by while you're not there but, now. But,
0: but, but Seth, what I'm saying is all oh, that, that, in that moment, when someone says, P- "Pull me out of the tree stand, pull me out of the blind," because Chad the, shot something or Dwight shot something or whatever else, it was that I'm done. It's okay because my thing is I want to. We want to celebrate that, right, boy? We want to oh, yeah. celebrate. We want to celebrate the kill with each other. And, I, and when you say, "Well, they," you're not. You didn't really interrupt their lives or what was going on or their hunt. The fact is, they were willing to get out of their whatever their blind or tree stand to celebrate with you. And it was the same thing I did. We, Chad and I, we literally, we paid the same amount of money and everything else. And it was like, you know what? I don't care. We'll, 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 we'll disrupt what it is. Disrupt our hunting area right now to share the moment. To share that moment. And I tell you what, I, I bro, I tell you. That is one of the greatest things. Even with, like when we, we went hunting last year in in, in in New Mexico and met the two Texans, it was the same thing. We stopped our hunt. It literally, our guide said, well, I go, No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want to share their exhilaration for what they did at that time. Tell me if I'm wrong, bro. Talk
1: to me, bro. Talk to me. So, so did you guys find that bear at nighttime or did you back out and wait till the morning? Well, so we, we tracked
2: him and I mean, the blood is like, just, you can see hes just pumping out both sides and we're like, shoot. So we, we tracked him for a couple hours and it's like deja vu the year before, you know, except for it's at night. All right. And so we find, and he's down a steep, steep drainage. Uh, and we get down to a point where it's just a wall of manzanita. So if you're gonna go any further, you're on your hands and knees. And I was like, and I just called it. I go, we're backing out because, uh, yeah, we got a couple pistols and stuff, but it's dark. Well, yeah,
1: you don't, really don't like feel, bear
2: bait. I, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. So we backed out, and that was a total. It was a total downer. But I felt like since the weather was cool up there in the mountains, you know, around five thousand feet. We were getting a little bit of rain. Uh, it didn't rain that night, but it was it, the temperatures dropped to where I felt like, okay, if we can get on him early, maybe he's not dead yet, and he'll, like, live partway through the night, and, you know, that's, that's an even better thing. And so um, he – so we come back in the morning, right? We, you, we you didn't we, sleep we that much out. that
1: night,
2: huh? Actually, I slept like a log. <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> and so uh, – we get up first thing in the morning, drop right back down to last blood. And what's funny is that the, the night before, my nephew goes, we're going we're gonna to find that bear right underneath that. You can see an oak tree about 40 yards. So he goes, we're going to find him right underneath that tree. I'm like, yeah, whatever, hopefully. you know. And so we get down there. We are pushing through the brush. We could still see good blood. Um, luckily, it didn't rain. And boom, there he is right underneath that oak tree. Nice. Which is a, nice. which. At the same yeah. time, glad we found him, but at the same time, I was like, damn, if we just would have went fifty yards more All last right. night, All right? You know, but but we didn't. So we're you know he's he's a little stiff, but I felt good that he was gonna be, uh, that he was gonna be okay. So we started to scan him out, and for the most part, there was a couple parts that I cut off that I knew weren't any good, um, and the hide looked like it was good and so it's at the taxidermist he felt like it was going to be okay he goes it doesn't stink he goes there's a little gangrene on it around the neck which is very common on a bear where they're holding all that heat um so he thinks that the hide will be fine and packed out all the meat that was good and man it was it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a pack out uh I don't know, probably half a mile, but straight up hill. And so it it was, I mean, it was a good ending for me. It, it ended yeah, it the was. way that, um, that I envisioned in my head. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Absolutely. Hey,
1: so you said you're in that tree stand and you, you were going to go to the Godfather spot, a different area. And then all of a sudden you switched and you decided you're going to go opposite way and you go to the spot where you end up in that spot. Did you already have a stand pre-set there?
2: Oh, dude, you don't even know how many stands I got up all oh. over the mountain. Oh, and I never, and what's funny, Chad, is that out of all the tree stands that I own that are up, I've never sat in one ever.
1: Oh. And they've been up
2: for years. Oh. Other people are probably sitting in them, but I'm not. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've never, ever sat in one. And oh. so the one spot that I've killed out the last couple of years is just I hunt off the ground there. And so this year, you know, I'm just not a tree stand guy. I just, uh, maybe if I was in better shape, I could, I could do it longer, but, um, that's dude, it's, it's a total, it's a total mind game sitting in a tree for that many hours. So that's it's more why of a, you mental need to try game.
1: a saddle, dude. Cause
2: when you get, in that- um, I, I mean, I, Hey, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, even in the saddle, it's still a more of a mental game than anything. You're sitting there in a tree all day. I saw one damn squirrel, all day. Right, hey, hey, you hey, know it's discouraging. You're not moving around. You're not you're not glassing and moving around looking for animals. You're stuck. You're mm-hmm. right. You're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're bro. there all day.
0: Hey Seth, let me tell you. T- literally, I had that same mindset when I started hunting in the tree stand. But but one thing I learned sitting in the tree stand that but I. This. I totally enjoyed the glory of sitting there. And, and and all of a sudden, you reflect. It's about a reflection. It's about your life. Well, there is about, a, there is a certain amount you, of peace you, to it. Yeah, and, and for me, and I think Chad and I talked about it, not on air uh, on air at all, but it was like sitting, and we sat in the street stand together. And I tell you what, we sat back and we just reflected. We reflected on our wives, reflected on our kids, reflected on the shitty things we did in life. We reflected on multiple things. I tell you what, it just, that's why I like the outdoors. It's about the outdoors of saying, you know what? It's not about what you're doing or what you're going to get or gain or whatever else. It was me sitting back and saying, I did things wrong in my life and things that I did right in my life, and I did things that, how can I make things better in our lives? And I tell you what, Chad, uh, that tree stand, and you're sitting in a tree stand with a friend, it's almost like I'm sitting at a camp. Because when you open up to each other, you become a better person. And that's why I, I do. That's why literally, I I love, I love, I the. I, I haven't sat in a, that stand that, 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 that sponsors our our uh, podcast or anything else, but it's about sitting up there and uh, even if I took my kids first time fishing. It was re- it was just evaluating life, right, Chad? I'm oh, telling yeah. you, literally. I mean, I think I've cried more tears, seriously.
2: Well, Since as I, I sit there I, in those I, tree I, stands, I, obviously I'm I'm thinking about all that stuff. I'm thinking about how missed my kids and my wife yes, and, yes. and all that stuff. I'm also yes. I'm also keep me busy. I'm looking at trail cam footage of where I'm sitting. I'm like, okay, right. they're in here. I understand. Totally. Here, I am bro, Brother, so.
0: brother I'm not, I am totally not negating anything that you did. Or the fact is you're not, not enjoying it, but I'm telling you that sitting in those stands or whatever else and seeing the environment and watching God's work happening in front of you. Yeah. It's the same thing, like I said, Chad and I are setting tree stands together, setting the blinds together, and it's so amazing because I've learned more. I've learned more about the man next to me. And when I say that, Chad or anybody else, any of our Texan friends, whomever, right? Chad is like, you know what? We've reflected and become better friends because of that. Our sorrows, our happiness, our everything. Totally, dude, I tell you what, I swear, you know, I understand. Yeah, you 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 don't want to be in that tree stand. That's fine. But I tell you one thing for sure. Sitting and listening and watching God's work in front of you, it's freaking amazing and you totally step
2: well, back in life. I thought God was going to strike me with lightning for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
0: me too. Me too. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. hey I tell you I'm what. the
1: clouds the, the clouds are they're Talking and getting loud. So, what (laughs) what did you do with the meat? Did you take it to a processor or did you process it yourself?
2: No, it's uh, it's in my freezer. I haven't, dude, I've been so busy. I haven't had a time. I've cut a little bit of it up. Did Um, you already eat some? I I ate some of it. It's good. Um, I did take it by my processor and just let him look at it. I'm like, give me an opinion. And he goes, I think it's okay. So, um, you know, the other part that I left. Um, and I told the game warden everything, you know, the situation, showed him pictures, showed him videos, he's like, cool, and showed him the meat that I had. Um, But the other stuff, you could just tell the coloring of it, it just, and it didn't smell right, so uh, hey, let me, let me, buzzards listen. gotta eat too. Hey, listen, uh, actually, that, uh, wolves, we got wolves now, so wolves gotta
0: eat. Hey, listen, <laughs> let me, I, I wanted to tell you, I had I, never eaten bear meat before ever in my life, ever, ever, right? Straight watering hole that Chad and I go to and everything else, right? And, I'm, and I'm, one thing for sure is that there's people out there who's listening or new listeners, like, how are you gonna kill a bear? How are you gonna kill these predators? And the fact is that most of them say think that we're shooting these animals be- because the fact is, as a trophy. But yet, I had never eaten bear meat till Chad introduced me to bear meat. And my wife, my kids, people I worked with was like, oh my God, this is unbelievably delicious. And so I'm telling, what, what I'm trying to get to you is that tell, these, tell our listeners or our, new, or our new listeners or those who are not in hunting, but yet they love to eat meat and everything else. Tell them, let them know. Well, how I will how say it
2: this, as I, as I grew, grow up, as I grew up as a kid. I always heard bears taste like garbage. You know, I was always I was always told that. And so, the first bear that um, I ever killed, and my nephew killed one like two years before, so we had a ton of it. Once we started eating it, we're like, "Dude, these are these people are full of crap. This is this <laughs> this stuff is. I mean, I'll eat deer. I'll I'll eat deer, but I'll eat bear over a deer any day wow. of the week. Yeah. I mean, they're much better than." Um, I, I grind it up, make a lot of hamburger out of it. So I have bear burgers. I'll make chili, um, stew. Um, there's a lot of ways, a lot of new ways out there to cook it that I haven't tried. I want to try to can it. Um, I want to do, what's that thing where you put your meat in the bag, the soufe or, uh. Dude, that's
1: the new thing. What a or something like that? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. I've I've seen some people doing
2: that. I want to experience that, but. And I need to do, like, some, some videos and stuff because I don't do enough of that about what I'm doing with the meat. And mostly it's just because I don't want to – I hate seeing myself on camera. I hate hearing myself talk. I'm not going to even go back and listen to this podcast because I can't stand my own voice. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: I'm know? the same way, bro. I'm the same way. I am so, the same
2: like, way. I'll make a video, and I'm like, oh, look at my big fat gut. I'm not putting that out there. <laughs> but, bro, uh,
0: that meat is amazing. It is so freaking good, and I'm gonna tell you one thing. I mean, Chad knows I'll tell him about if he's all messed up or he's a jackass or whatever else. Because we love each other, we're brothers. But I'll tell you what, Chad has literally mastered (laughs) mastered the cooking of bear meat that everybody I've given to. Some of that
2: stuff up to the pizzarama, man. That stuff was good.
0: I tell you what, Chad. Is the man. He is, he is the, he is a, he, I can't remember the guy's
2: name. I, I think the, we should start calling him the, uh, the bear meat guru. Oh, oh. yeah, I tell you what. I, I, I kill you. it and
1: I'll grill it, baby. Uh, <laughs> and, he whacks them, packs them, and, kills them, and, and, and grills too. them. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yes.
0: I tell you, you know, but I tell you what, I never, I always heard, oh, bear meat's greasy. You only use it for chili. No, will just, blah, 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 blah. blah. Right, but my brother, my brother cooked up, <laughs> cooked it up, and I tell you, those who think, "Oh, you're killing a bear because you're just you're an, a, an angry person or whatever else," no, the meat. Is amazing. I've
2: taken man. a lot of uh, I've taken a lot of my bear salami, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff into work, and I'll let people try it. And they're like, "Oh, what is this?" And I'm like, "That's bear meat." I don't ever tell them what it is first, right? And they're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Yeah, that's bear meat. That oh. bear fed on acorns, and that's why he tastes so good." Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. I will tell you, we went to
0: a honey in uh, uh, South New Mex- Mexico, literally. Chad cooks and meat and everything else, and everybody was loving it. And then he wouldn't tell them what they're eating.
1: To the, the middle of dinner. Exactly.
0: <laughs> one dude folded up his plate after the fact that he, one, another guy almost gagged. But he was like, You know what? I have never, he said, not me, he said, I never thought bear meat was this good, literally. And the one dude folded his plate and just tried to hide it. And I'm telling you, Chad, even we went over after our hunt, we went over to our, my cousin's house in, in, in Arizona. And Chad cooked, a, for, looks like a tri tip, like he did. We suckered me in. But they all said, This is unbelievable. So
2: delicious. That's I'm true. telling you. I, think, I right? think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is just a mental thing yes, for people. It
1: is. Absolutely, Seth, it is. Yeah. It's just
2: about, it's just in your mind what you're, yeah. what you're actually eating. Yeah, now I will say this, if you eat a bear that's just in, sitting there eating in a dumpster, I could see how they would taste like crap. But I don't hunt those kinds of bears. So I'm, I'm literally hunting bears that I'm not going to say they've never seen trash, but like I'm not next to a campground, you know, I'm not, I'm not somewhere that they're roaming into town. Right. Um, you know, I'm up, I'm up, I'm I've, I'm either in the valley in a spot that's very remote or I'm up in the mountains where, you know, I mean, there's logging trails and roads and whatnot around, but there's n- there's no human activity other than, you know, someone throwing their trash out the window of their pickup truck.
0: Right, yeah. hey, Dude, I'll tell you one thing, I, I, you know, and Chad could elaborate on it because he told me this. There was a guy he knew that, uh, all these bears were eating apples and and they killed a bear. And Chad said, Dwight, I ate the meat from that bear. It was like, so sweet. So good. So unbelievable. It tasted like a
1: granny Smith apple.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It did. That's awesome. It tasted like an apple. Hey, so, all right, so everybody out there, I want you guys to f- check out Seth. He shot a tank. I don't think he really showed a full picture of the bear and all that, but it's a tank. Oh, it's coming. Oh, okay. It's, well,
2: here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, there is a picture, so there's some more. There's a lot to come. Okay. But where we were at and where that bear died, it was so hard to get, like, really any great pictures. And since that bear sat overnight, we were rushed. It wasn't like, let's have photo op time. You know, right. we did what we could. And, and you know, took the best ones. I wish I could go back and do that part over. But it was the most important part was, let's get let's get, let's well, get Wha- out of here. I know
1: those couple pictures you sent me, and I just showed Dwight the pictures yeah, right now. Yeah, bro.
0: What <laughs> what was the scale? What was the measurement on that skull?
2: I haven't, it's, I haven't even touched it. It'll,
0: Gosh, dude, I, it'll, I, I, it'll be a good one. I'll tell you what, bro. I'll tell you this. Chad and I hunted – uh, Canada last year, and I got the biggest bear in the camp last year. Lurley, I thought that your skull on that bear was bigger or the same of the of the bear I shot. I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!"
1: And that was almost twenty one.
0: Yes,
2: yes. Nah, this is not going to be twenty one. I'll, I'll 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 go and guess that he's going to be twenty and. In- the mid to high 19s, he <sighs> might crack twenty. I, okay, if he cracks twenty, me. if he cracks, if he cracks twenty, that's my third Boone and Crockett. God, cool. I'll tell you this: I'm not. I'm not. Arguing I mean, he wouldn't you. be a Boone. He wouldn't actually even be Boone and Crockett because he was taken with a bow. But uh, he'll, he'll. That would be my third twenty-incher. That that, and that's not me saying I'm a badass hunter. That's me saying. Oh no, you're we not. got no. badass bears in
1: California. Oh, we got and, big and, bears. and but the thing is. You earned it. Yes. This bear was not given to you. And that's why I tell a lot of people. Oh, far from it. it, You worked for it. Yes. That's why I tell a lot of people when they say, oh, yeah, you go out and you get a bear, you get deer. Well, it's earned. It's not given. We go out. We work. We put out cameras. We put out all our resources to better ourselves. And honestly, Seth, you or a class act dude yeah, that, that puts yes, out the are. time, the effort, the knowledge. And you know what also, is what makes you a better a top above class act guy is you don't mind sharing your knowledge to help yes. the next guy
2: we succeed love also. Yeah. We,
1: yeah. And mm-hmm. I like, and I, I, I mean, when I met you in that pig of Ram, I was like, Oh, dude. Yeah. Seth, you are a solid dude. You, yeah. uh, you, are not just that guy on the internet. That I talked yeah. to, I was right. like, Oh, right. I, right. I, his, right. I started thinking, is this guy going to be a schmuck? Is he going to be a know it all? No, dude, you're a solid dude <laughs> that wants to show. I've been his, called his, worse. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm telling you my point of view. And,
2: <laughs> no, dude, I, Hey, I appreciate it, Chad. And, and the feeling is mutual. You know, right. And I, and, and I, and just, and just because you put in the work. I always tell people that my work usually starts in January, February, March, probably early, mid to March, uh, is when I start running cameras, which is way early, but I do it anyways. So you don't run Um, all year long. I used to, but the, the longer that I left cameras out, the, the, they didn't last as long. You know, the wet weather being out all winter. Um, one year I lost like, uh and lost when i mean lost is they went something happened to them as far as i think with the the moisture i lost five cameras the year before where i'm like why am i leaving these out I, when i do check them there's not a whole lot on them anyways you know some freaking squirrels i mean there's just no bears in there AC- you know that time all winter so i pull them out and then i put them back in about a, uh, april may
0: Hey Seth, I tell you one thing, you know, you're in this podcast for one reason. Because I told Chad, I say, hey bro, you can't be bring, don't bring people on that are not legit. And Chad, and Chad was like, you're right, because people are gonna follow him, and they're gonna believe in him, and they're gonna do things because who he is. And Chad said, hey, hey, when we put a person on our podcast, it's about. The person is legit, and bro, you're legit, and you totally never met you, know nothing about you. I don't, you, all those things. But I'll tell you one thing: Chad goes, no, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna put somebody on our podcast that's half stepping. No, bro, you're full stepping, bear you're stomping. Totally I appreciate he, it. He's bare exactly,
2: stomping. <laughs> exactly. Hey, brother. so and, I, and, and I'm and I'm always willing to help thank most anybody that messages me, but Nick. I'm not, the only thing I'm not going to do, and I get this question probably more than you'd think, Send me but a I hand. ask people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, Hey, come on. I always just uh, go, nah, not nah. either. I don't respond because I feel like if they're going to ask me that, then they're not the type of guy I want to hunt right. with or, or sharing information with. So You're I'll come down, to tell no. you what to look for, or I'll even give up a unit because that's units are huge, right. but you know, I'm not going to be like, Hey, Go hunt here and here and and right. and, and right. here's my treat stand or here's my you know whatever I'm not going to do
0: that. Yeah, 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 bro. I'm telling you, you know, Chad tells me things and we have our conversations, but you know, I told him, make sure who you bring on, they're they're legit. And being a guy that started hunting big, big game hunting in 2009, Chad is literally bringing on people that that are totally legit, and bro. You are legit. That's why I ask you questions. That's why I bring up things. Chad knows what you do, but you know I bring those questions on so that 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 those who don't in, don't know anything about hunting they listen and, they, and they, go, they go, Chad is the man, and the person he brings on is legit, and you're legit, bro. So Seth. love you, Seth. You are freaking. The legitimate man. (laughs) Hey, Seth. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. So
1: let's. We already know how you kill bears and you do all that good stuff, but a lot of people don't know this about you. Okay, tell everybody the committee that you're on. Let's just break that down real quick because I know that we got you on for two hours. Thank you for your time. Your time's precious. Two hours. Holy shit, bro! But it's amazing, right? Yeah. Tell everybody about the committee. Dwight, you don't probably know this, but this guy's like head of the bear committee in California.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm not the, I'm not the head. I'm one of many. I am the well, vice president. Okay. Vice president <laughs> of the California chapter of the American Bear Foundation. Nice. So we're going to be getting involved and doing some stuff here once the, um, the bear report is finally released. That was supposed to be released in April. They haven't done it. I'm kind of wondering why. Um, But once it comes out with the information on the bear population that we're pretty sure it's going to say, we're going to push a couple things to improve um, opportunities in California. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to – that gives you a pretty good idea. But um, we're going to work on some petitions and – Like spring
1: bear maybe? Mm, maybe.
2: <laughs> maybe, 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 sec- maybe, maybe a second tag. Um, I think that, I mean, we can talk about those two things real quick. We the best opportunity we have for opportunity to get would be the second tag. Mm-hmm. The second tag would be they could, they could make that happen really quick. A spring season, which I would love to see because I would have killed the Godfather 10 times. Um, and that's not why I want to. Uh, it's not why I want a spring season. I think the spring season would help out our deer herd, take some pressure off of the deer, kill take a couple predators off the landscapes that are that are targeting those fawns in the spring. Um, so you kill, you know, a handful of, of bears in the spring. That's a handful of bears not
1: killing fawns. Um, let me ask you, think, you, you, what's your let me ask you your opinion on something just 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 by what you're saying right now, okay? Wouldn't you – what's your opinion on – wouldn't you rather have a spring hunt than a second tag, considering we, have w- not, I, I, we I haven't would. filled the quota in so many years? And you know what? I'm not saying going back to dogs. Well, I know
2: about you. I know about you, Chad, but I'd be – if I had two tags, I'd be killing two bears. Well, I would too. I just think – I just I – just, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think that we got to go after what is most achievable first.
1: The extra money, so, saying- maybe.
2: I don't think that that would help. Well, you mean during the spring? I honestly think that the only way we're going to get a spring, and I, and I'm okay with this, and I've talked about a lot of people, is let's make it a draw. Let's make it not just an over the counter. Let's make it enticing for maybe out of state people to come to bring out of state money uh, to our department to our economy here. Well, you know, let's make it a draw. Let's make it. Let's make it archery only.
1: Well, it's just sad let's that ma- California you know rips gotta- off everybody. California sucks for non residents.
2: Yeah, our non-resident bear tags are not cheap, uh, but no, but you know, but you know what? You're paying by the pound here, baby. We got some oh. big hogs here, you know. <laughs> and we, and you, we do. You kill a you kill a bear here, you're taking home some meat. Yes. Yeah, I mean a lot of it. So it is expensive. Don't get me wrong. I think it should be cheaper, but um, I think that I think it's going to be trickery. Uh, we got to trick them in. I shouldn't even say that, but we got to trick them into giving it to us as far as like, okay, yeah, let's give out, let's give out, uh, 500 spring tags,
1: draw tags. you know, let's keep talking about 500 draw draw draw, tags,
2: 500 draw tags, but you know, who knows how many people are going to put in for it. So it's going to generate money. Right. And do you think, uh,
1: you think that draw tag is only for the spring or does that draw tag can get you the whole year?
2: I think it should be only. I think it should be. Um, let's just put it this way: if you draw the tag, right? Yeah. Okay. And you don't get one in the spring, your tag should still take you into the fall.
1: Because
2: we sell them, yeah. we sell unlimited amount of bear tags. I oh, yeah. can sell a million of them. Yeah. And like you said, we've never hit the quota. My opinion on the quota: we should leave the quota alone All until right. we touch it. Yeah. Now, if we start hitting that quota every year and the bears are still growing, okay, now let's adjust their quota. But you can't go after too much at one time. So, my thing is, my idea is two different petitions, one for a spring, and one for the second tag. And I feel like that might help force them to give us one of those. Right. And and, if it was
1: you, as a listener, a new guy, a newbie, uh, even even the seasoned veteran guys out there. What would you want to have? Like, what would old Seth Watts want?
2: <laughs> I take, I take, I. Well, um, I would say that uh, if you fill a spring, plus we got the spring tag, you're not going to be able to hunt fall because you fill the tag, right? Correct. So, would I rather hunt spring and not get to hunt the fall? Because I fill my tag, or would I rather have two bear tags in the fall? So my
1: point that's of view a, is that's,
2: I, a, that's a tricky that's a tricky one for me because yeah. I'd love to have two bears, obviously, yeah. uh-huh. uh, but I would love uh, I would love the chance to hunt spring here because uh, I mean I've heard Remy Warren say he said um, on a podcast he was on like a, two years ago he said that if we had a spring season. We would be the number one place that he would go to. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think that's a big reason, and uh, no, not a big reason. But I think it's part of the reason nobody comes here to hunt bears in the fall is because what are those guys in Idaho and Montana and everywhere else? What are they hunting in this fall? Bear?
1: No, no, no. They're elk hunting. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, why? And so, and, and those
2: elk fanatics, you know, and. Hey, I, you know, I wish, you know, them the best, but they're not going to come pass up hunting elk to come hunt bear here.
1: I think personally, Mm -hmm. in my point of view is we'll be able to fill the quota a lot faster. If we had two tags instead of the spring tag of 500, because what, how many, how many were we short of the quota last year? 200?
2: No, I think three or 400. Okay. So three or 400
1: out of those 500 draw tags. I guarantee you, you ain't gonna get a hundred percent success rate and have five hundred taken to build that quota up.
2: Probably, right? probably, probably not. Uh, but uh, mean, how, many, how many, how many people are really gonna go out? I don't, I still think it's a pretty small number that are gonna go out and fill two tags.
1: Yeah, but I get that. But I feel that the number's higher to fill quota with the second tag than I think. I
2: think number wise, it sounds better to fill. The, or hit the quota with two tags it sounds better it sounds like oh yeah we'd hit it for sure but i think that the success rate in the spring would be higher than it is in the fall
1: then i think dude, my I, cameras, if, if, if my we cameras
2: you i could kill a bear every day of the week so if we went if we rate. went to
1: the spring hunt like you're saying why don't we just forget the draw and let everybody start hunting in the march or the spring and go all the way if you don't get in spring go all the way in the fall because now you've got more chance get that one on these one tag right
2: yeah i mean i don't disagree with that it's just a matter of it almost sounds like uh then then the argument is going to be these bears are getting hunted year round almost and they don't get a break you know i think that they should have uh i mean i hate to say we need to appease the antis but we got to make it sound like we're not just you know like coyotes where we just hunt them 365 days a year you know and I just think that we spin it to them where, hey, we're going to take some bear, and, they, and not that they care about the deer at all because they don't. Um, it's helping the deer herd. I don't care what anybody says. I truly believe if we could hunt bears in the spring, it's going to give the deer herd some relief.
1: I do know one thing, you know? though, Seth. You know one thing that will arise in this nation if we get spring hunting on the ballot? More divorce. Probably. Because my wife already says I'm out too much on bear hunting. And you just said right now that your wife says you're obsessed. Could you imagine if we had four (laughs) four more months? (laughs) She said my
2: wife my wife said to me she I go, babe, I've
1: always hunted. She is not like this much. Not not nearly as much. Oh that's so so awesome. uh, So I'm pretty grateful that you've been on this podcast with me today, brother. We're going to have this one out right away. We're We're over two hours, brother. I appreciate all your time. Everybody out there, go follow my man, Seth. This guy's legit, dude. He got all the knowledge you need. If you can't get a hold of him, which you will, get a hold of me or Dwight. We'll get a hold of Seth. I mean, one of us can get you the answer that you need. Yep. Uh, Just check it out. All the new laws and regulations coming out there. Everybody get out there. Put up some trail cameras. Do your research. Don't think anything's given to you. You know what I mean? Get out there. Get a saddle. Get out there! I know you don't. He's talking about tree stands, and he hasn't tried a saddle. But I guarantee, if he tried a saddle, he'd be like, "Woo! Check out wildhedge." <laughs> okay, make sure you go out and check Mountain Bound Hunt Co., dude, for the RMEF. It's December seventh to the sixteenth at the Las Vegas Convention Center, baby. Yeah.
0: Hey, let uh, one thing I have to say. You know, my boy Chad, he looks like a fucking tweaker right now. But his diet is making <laughs> him like a freaking man, dude. I tell you what, that motherfucker. I mean, I'm telling you, he. I'm sitting right across from him, and everything else. But whatever he is doing, you guys may see his pictures, or whatever else. Like, what's Chad doing? What's Hydraulic sandwiches. I, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> that fool looks like a fucking tweaker. But I know he ain't tweaking. But I. But one thing for sure, I tell you. I might even beat it up. <laughs> hey, this G- uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to give him enough beer so I can get some of that ass. Cause he's looking guy. good. Hey, he's the only bumps good. I do
1: is fist bumps, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Yes, if you yes. like it, hey, hit that subscribe, follow button, five star us. Tell us, you got any questions? Hit the questions. We'll answer them, baby. I appreciate everybody for following along one more time, baby. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, bro. You're
0: amazing, bro. Thanks
1: for having me on,
0: guys. Great time, bro.
1: Great time.